This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, evening all. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge and the Chelsea Fancast, which, of course, is fueled by Guinness and powered by Celery and the show that loves defensive rearguards. Oh, yes. Now, the uh, name of tonight's wonderfully packed little show, and I like this title very much, the Chelsea Football Fancast, If Kurt's Happy, We're Happy. And I think I can safely say that we are all happy. Now, blimey, 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 what a week it has been. Two full-on proper games, which mean, of course, we are at Wembley again. And we still have a five-point gap between us and City. In the middle of all that, our mate Costa got a three-game ban for apparently treading on a random Liverpool player. And we got to say a proper thank you and farewell to a proper Chelsea legend, Mr Sir Frank of Lampard. But most pleasing of all... Is the backs to the wall, bloody-minded performance against City, having played 120 minutes only a few days before, and the huge performances in both games by one Kurt Happy Zuma. The young Frenchman looks a real prospect. Now, joining me tonight on this fabulous show are, of course, the wonderfully lovely Dan Silver, my, my benefactor. Of Good evening. How are you doing? I'm all right, fella. Really lovely to see you. Shame I missed you on Saturday. Uh, we have a special treat tonight. The first time that Andy Silverman <laughs> has made it onto the table. Yeah, two years. Got here at last. Okay, so it just proves that, you know, I do give youth a chance. Uh, thank, thank you. And, and you. I'll pay you later. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you, Andy. Now, last but by name is least, my great mate and uh, a man even more intelligent than me, I know it's hard to believe, but it is true, uh, is the man that is called Blues Chronicle, but we know him as Dan Levine. Evening. Lovely to be here. It's really lovely to see you too, mate. And uh, I, I, what a lovely, I mean, it's great to have you three round the table, actually, because we've got so much to talk about 
It's going to be a mental show because there's so much on it. Uh, it's, it's just been brilliant this week. So uh, great to have a proper, I, I can guarantee you, proper football chat and not too many uh, carry-on moments. Well, I say that now, but of course I'm probably lying now. Uh, okay, on the show tonight, we will be kicking off with the ratings for the Man City game. And uh, I might even sneak in a quick man of the match for that if we have time. And then we'll be asking, was it two points dropped or was it one point gained in the game? And we'll be applauding the reception of Frank Lampard. And we'll also be asking, who was the spanner with the banner? Hmm. Now, after all that, we'll be looking back at last week's second leg Capital One Cup against Liverpool. And we'll be asking, was Costa treated unfairly? And we'll be looking forward to Spurs at Wembley. And we'll be discussing Jose Mourinho's media blackout. And I think we can officially say it. We will be welcoming one Juan Cuadrado, if that is in fact how you pronounce his name. Is he here tonight, Chich? Uh, he might be coming on as a special guest. Is, he on, the, is he on the benches? Hang on, I, my treat David Carvalho. Ah, uh, one nil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You never know. I mean, he's just done Chelsea TV. So I mean, if he's just done Chelsea TV, there's no. Oh reason my word! He's just walked in. He's on the benches. I can't go. believe this. Now, uh, what, apparently he's live in the gallery, according to Chaz. I don't quite know what Chaz has been smoking, but uh, anyway, I'll have some of Something that. Something Colombian. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Very good, Dan. Now, uh, we'll, uh, to wrap up the show, of course, we'll have uh, a bit of Chelsea Chatter stats, and uh, we've got a humongously long email from my little mate from Pakistan, Hassan, and uh, we'll try and cover some of the ground that he makes in that, and uh, maybe we'll have time for some questions from you lot on Mixler and Twitter as well. <coughs> now, don't forget, of course, you can tweet us during the show at Chelsea Fancast. Uh, and, of course, if you are listening as well as watching, uh, if you're in the Mixler page, which I think is mixlr.com, Chelsea-Fancast, uh, then you can get involved with all the chatting that goes on in there. There's always a, a good group of people in there. Uh, ignoring completely what we're saying and chatting to each other, which is exactly how it should be. If you want to join in that, then uh, I think they've just flashed on the screen where you can do that. So there we go. Anyway, tell us what you think about the show and the games while you're listening and watching. Now, I think it's time that we had a look at the player ratings of the Man City match. There we go. Lovely. So this is what, I mean, they're kind of basically a mix between Mark Worrell's, uh, who does this, I mean, actually, I should mention this. Mark does a brilliant uh, post-match thing on the ESPN <coughs> website, and he, 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 a little bit of writing about the match, and then he dishes out the ratings, and they're always, I, I, like, I like what Marco says, because he's not as sensationalist as a lot of us are, he's very level-headed, but they are, if you put it back up on screen, because I was waffling, right, Courtois got six, Ivanovic got seven, Zuma got eight, Terry got seven, Aspilicueta got six, Matic got eight, Ramirez got eight, William got seven, Oscar got six, Hazard got seven, Remy got seven, and the subs, which were Drogba, Cahill and Loftus-Cheek, did not play long enough to register a mark. So, Dan, what do you think of those? I think they're pretty fair. Um, mm. The only thing I might take a little bit issue with is, I mean, I see, I see why you've given Aspie a six, um, but I'm not sure Aspie and Oscar both deserve the same number, because I think Oscar had a, a pretty poor game. Uh, and I think Aspie maybe deserves half a point more than Oscar. OK. Um, did, but did, did you cheat and read Mark's ratings? Because actually Mark gave Aspie uh, a seven. OK. And I dropped that down to a six. Oh, that's interesting, OK. And he yeah. did give Oscar a six. Yeah, I, I thought Oscar had a poor game. Yeah. I think he had a poor game. I think, I think the poor bloke was knackered, to be fair. Yeah. You know, I think he really was. But I, 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 I marked Aspie down because I think he was, you know, fairly instrumental in us conceding the goal, which we'll talk yeah. about later. But that's why I marked him down. 
Um, Andy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I pretty much agree with them. I'd like to have seen Zuma maybe with the highest mark out of all of them. Do you know what? I was tempted to give him a nine. Yeah. Um, I really he, was. Because he did stand out by a country mile. He really did, yeah. So, Three or four tackles absolutely stood uh, out. Just the first one, even on Aguero, just mm. in the, at the beginning of the game, which they highlighted. Yeah. It was a brilliant tackle. I thought that was good. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I agree. I thought Zuma was outstanding. I thought William had a great game. He was very disciplined, mm. stuck to his role. So maybe William could have got a slightly better mark. And as Pete, probably the first time I've seen him get really skinned by a, a winger. Because a couple of times, maybe it was due to tiredness, but he was getting... Oh, wow. Navas was He getting, only played half a, a game against Liverpool, yeah. though, to be fair. So Navas so, gave yeah. him a tough time. He did, actually. But I think, I, I, you know, f I think it's interesting, actually. We'll talk about this later. But I think tactically, the way that he set set the side up it was the, the I think somebody put it in a great uh, zonal marking I think put it you know the the, the fullbacks were, were told to stay at home yeah you yeah. know and yeah, I think they pretty much did I, I'm surprised none of you have mentioned Matic and Ramirez because I, I thought Ramirez had a, a, super, a, a superb yeah. game yeah. the real yeah. Ramirez is back and 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 on Matic, I think we all we all knew beforehand it was a, it needed to be a big game for Matic and it certainly was mm. wasn't it we saw some of, the, some, some of the performances he's put in against City since he's been at Chelsea have just been match-winning. And you know, mm. obviously we didn't win the game, but he was such a crucial part of it, I thought. Mm. And Ramirez, full of energy, looking like the Ramirez of a season ago, seems to be clear of injuries and had a really good game. The whole, as a five, <coughs> as a six, defending, we were very solid. City had a lot of possession, but I don't remember Courtois making any saves. Well, that's a, yeah, he hardly did, did he? Yeah. I, I, thought the, I think the interesting thing about Ramirez, from my point of view, is that... Unlike Fabregas, it basically, it actually really does free Matic up to just go around hounding whoever he needs to hound and yeah. win the ball off him. Because, you know, Fabregas is not <coughs> a great tackler and Fabregas will naturally want to go forward to set up attacks, which means that Matic has to be a bit mindful of any, any counter-attacking threat or whatever. But whereas Ramirez will be as dogged and, and ruthless and tackle as yeah. much as Matic. So I think... I think in a game like that, where you know we had to really boss the midfield and control the midfield and certainly be very tight, I thought that was a really good selection. And then, of course, you've got Ramirez's ability to, to break forward quickly at pace, which mm. I don't think you get from Fabregas. Yeah. He's not as incisive like that. He's a different kind of player, obviously. So I thought that... Now, the last person I'd like to mention, really, in all that is, is Remy. I, I, I thought Remy was superb. Perfect yeah. pick for that kind yeah. of game again with his pace. Agreed. I think City were expecting Jogba, and I think they probably set up to face Jogba, but had a good game. OK, the ball didn't stick, if I'm going to be critical, as much as he would do a Jogba, but I thought he was everywhere. He was running across the line, you know, giving defenders no peace, and I thought he had a really good game. Took his goal well, had a really good sort of 75, 80 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with the word of that. I, I thought, I, I, what, I really, what I really liked was his pace, and, 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 and you know, he, get, he gets the ball and he runs straight at, at the defence, Dan. You know, and I love to see that. But, I, I mean, we'll talk about the goal later, but... You know, that was a proper striker's goal. That was such a well-worked goal. And oh, yeah. You, can, you can see they spent some hours on that in the training ground. And every part of that goal was, was lovely, wasn't it? I think we were talking you. before we came on. Yeah. Just how every single part, the pass, the ball, everything, and the finish was just, just great stuff. The other thing about Remy, Dan, is that he, uh, you know, he's got a very good scoring record if you yeah. look at his minutes on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, it's really nice to see him get another goal as well, just to get the opportunity, which is, of course, something he doesn't get very often. He's a very... He seems like a very sort of level-headed, well-considered sort of lad. He's clearly an intelligent guy. Um, and, you know, you can see that maybe he might be a bit down potentially about not playing. So it's great when he comes on that he gets a goal like that and a really, really good goal. I think he's, I think he's a naturally confident lad, Andy. I mean, you know... I mean, I mean, the best thing about it was he wouldn't have been on the pitch if the FN had 
band Costa, yeah. and he scored a goal, which was, makes it even better. But no, he did. He looks confident, and he said he'd do anything for the team, which is what you want from a player who's sitting on the bench. Mm, absolutely spot on. I'm really pleased to see him score and have a good game. Uh, now, very quickly before we kind of go to part two, uh, let's kind of get a sneaky man of the match in here. My, my three nominations would be Zoo. And by the way, you look out there. Uh, I haven't put these on the website because I've been a very lazy toad. So this is kind of all hypothetical. I might put them up on there later. We will see. But I've gone for Zuma, uh, Matic and Ramirez as my three nominations. Would, would yep. you disagree with any of those? No, you, no, you, that's, that's no, a good three. Spot yeah. Five. Yeah. 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 So I got that, that right. I, I was really so, tempted yeah. to put Remy in, oddly, but he didn't have a whole match. And I just thought, mm. well, no, I think overall Matic, uh, Ramirez and Zuma were my three. So that, if we're all agreed on that, yeah. uh, what are you going to go for, Dan? Zuma. Purely based on in at the deep end, just faultless game, just really looks very assured. Alongside JT, that could be a great partnership. You know, that's something we didn't touch on really, but it's, it's, it's nice to. A lot of people made the Desai comparison, didn't mm. they? You it's know, a bit, bit like, early for that, isn't anyway, it? Anyway, <laughs> I'm being shouted at in my ear. So you're going to go for Zuma? Uh, I think head says Matic, heart says Zuma. So Zuma. Zuma, okay. You're going to go for Zuma yeah, as well? Yeah, Zuma, 100%. Well, yeah. there we go. So we're all happy. But Zuma got yeah. the vote. So there we go. Right, we voted for, for Zuma as our man of the match. Although I think, as, as the boys were saying, Matic and Ramirez would have pushed him hard. But I'm, I'm particularly happy with that, as I said. I think he deserved it. And he looks a hell of a prospect. Mm. And we will talk much more about Kurt Zuma and the others and the performance in general in part two, which is coming up just after this break. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Hello, we're back. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and this is the Chelsea Football Fancast. And uh, we're about to get into the Chelsea Man City game that we were there for on Saturday, and I can't wait for that. Before we do, actually, I've got some, a few good uh, things coming out on Mixler pertaining to what we've just been speaking about. Uh, George Downs instantly says he says he doesn't think that Mashi deserved an eight because he gave the ball away a few times in bad positions and also lost the ball for their goal. Well, possibly, George. I mean, I, I kind of have blamed Aspie for that. Of course, one person we haven't blamed yet is Courtois, but we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, and, uh, and there we go. Basically, everybody's saying hello. Well, there we go. Clive Lewis, yes, can't disagree with those ratings. And Jacaranda Chick, Quadrado means our goal celebrations are going to be awesome from now on. I've seen those dancing. No, 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 no. no. He, he makes Sturridge look good in terms of dancing. That's not good. Anyway, enough of all that. Lovely to see you in Mixler all the same. Right, now... I kind of said to this one, two points dropped or, or one point gained. That's just really because I'm being sensationalist. It's a kind of a trick that we've learned in, in the newspaper business, isn't it, Dan? Nothing to, me, nothing to do with me, Governor. Well, <laughs> seen, on that very point, you know, I do a fair bit of writing for IB Times now. And, and every time I write something, they, they pick out whatever I've said to slag off Scousers, and that becomes the headline. <laughs> so, you know, you could. And I, having <laughs> argued with Martin Lipton many a time about him writing rubbish, and he says, it's not me, it's not me, it's the sub editor. I now actually finally have seen the light, and it's. You know, I take Martin Lipton, I take it all back. Uh, anyway, that aside, um, good start, I thought. I thought, well, I, I mean, I sadly wasn't there, so I had to watch it on the TV, which was, is awful. I forgot how horrendous is, watching oh, a match that you could be at 
live on TV is because you mm. feel so powerless to do anything. Why you feel empowered when you're at a stadium shouting your mouth off, I don't know, but you, just, you, 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 you feel really helpless when you're just watching on TV. That said, I thought it was a great start because I thought actually considering they'd had you know, 120 minutes against Liverpool on Tuesday, they were really at them for the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, d- decent start, but of course then it's over 90 minutes, isn't it? And they did look pretty leggy as the game went on. Um, but if you look at it, you, know, you, you say is it one point gained, is it two points lost? You've, it's, you've said all the stuff already. 120 minutes in midweek. Costa oh, we can out. Go home then, Dan. Fabregas yeah. out. <laughs> See you, folks. Right, we've done the show in about a minute. It's called the Reduced Chelsea Football Fancast. Anyway, I'm, I'm pulling your leg. Yeah, very, a good point. A really good point. Five points clear at the top of the league. They needed to win. Mm. And mm. we stopped them from winning. All right. You have actually done the entire part in one sentence, Dan. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, you know, you, you don't need a sub-editor. You do it, you do it yourself. <laughs> I mean, look, the, we, we touched on the Remy goal, didn't we, in, mm. in the, talking about the player ratings. I, I'd like to talk about that a little bit more because I think, number one, I thought it was a beautifully constructed goal. And that's the kind of goal that I would like us to see. I don't like... Uh, I don't like anything that, that reminds me of Arsenal or Barcelona <laughs> at all. Yes, you knew you know me well, Andy. For me, that's a proper goal. The way they spread the play, they created space, they pulled that defence apart. That is how to score a great goal. Not try and do 1,500 passes in the, in the D and then wonder why you can't break through. You leave that to Arsenal and Barcelona. That is what I want to see from a Chelsea side. Three touches, ball was in the back of the net. Beautiful, wasn't it? Was William did really well, I thought, for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Toby Hazard, though, he had no time to think of what to do with that. Yeah. It was there, and then next minute, three seconds later, it was in the back of the net. I suspect he does that in his sleep, doesn't he? He, seem, he seems to almost be on autopilot sometimes when he's, he's doing these things that nobody else yeah. is able yeah. to do. Yeah, it was just divine, though. Just the little Superb. Ball, absolutely. I think he sees it. The ball's coming, he's right, and I'm going to do, boom. Perfect ball across. Company pulled out. I'm going to say, yeah, it was that good that company couldn't touch it because yeah. he thought, if I do touch it, yeah. it's going to be an OG. Yeah, and he right. had to leave it and they scored from He's, it. I mean, they showed on one of the TV was. Was like companies withdrawing his leg just at the last second. And then Remy in between the defenders. And it was a really good goal. And if he hadn't scored it, Oscar would have. Yeah. Williams has a credit to starting off because he had. He Great shoulder bars. Was, was it Milner or the, the, the right back? I'm not sure. It was uh, Clichy. Clichy, yeah. Mm. And he got the ball and it just great. You know, five seconds later, it's a goal. Really good uh, football. I was, I was really pleased with that. Yeah. Now, the thing, that, the thing that struck me about that, actually, I mean, that was a great time to score. And I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, if they hadn't let one in a few minutes later, I, I have a sneaking suspicion they might have grabbed all three points, Dan. Yeah, it was a great time to score and a terrible time to concede, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That's, that's the problem. Um, my language, thankfully, I was on my own in, in the equivalent of a padded cell, so yeah. it was all right. But I was not happy about that. And, and we've, we've got ourselves to blame for that goal, of course. There's, we'll, we'll t- I know we'll talk well, about we'll, it later. No, now, now it's we time, about Dan. Now, now, I can I, now. We, look, see, okay, let's just we can do this for the viewers at home. Whether while they're watching the picture of Courtois, keep watching the picture of Courtois, and we'll talk amongst us. So we've done that. Tick. Tick, tick that. We've done that, and see, so we now onto Courtois area. Oh, so he made an error, did he? Okay, well, well, I, well <laughs> this is the thing. Did he or did he not? Make yeah, I think an error? I think he made a bit of a rick, didn't he? Uh, we'll, we'll, we've got to be kind to him because it's probably the first one he's done since he's been at Chelsea. Um, the first major one, but it does look bad when you watch it back over and over again. Yeah, but you say, you say that. I mean, the counter-argument, of course, is that Milner did very well to get in front of him and, and effectively put him off. Yeah, but um, I, I think he found, he found himself marooned as a result of going for something that he then flapped at, and, of course, then, then there's no recovery from that. Um, he wasn't the only one at, at fault. You've already and, mentioned I mean, Aspie. Well, I, do you know what? It's the interesting thing. I, yeah. I, I say this to you generally, because I, I think, actually, that, that Matic was at fault then. Actually, it's Dan and Dana tonight. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. but anyway, Matic was at fault, wasn't he? Uh, Aspie was definitely at fault. Uh, Courtois was at yeah. fault. 
but Ramirez was also at fault I was say. because he didn't pick Silva up. He yeah. sat there and watched him, as I'm afraid Ramirez does have a habit of doing. I don't think he's, you know, the most focused when he's, he's doing his covering duties. He's prone to, 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 to momentary brain fade, it seems. Uh, brain yeah. freeze. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's the kind way of putting it, Dan. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he, he, I've seen him do it a number of times. You know, he'll let, let the, the midfielder drift past him and he won't go with him. And actually, you know, that shot by, uh, by uh, Aguero was going past, wasn't it? Going nowhere, yeah. It was going yeah. wide. Yeah. Coming, coming towards me. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, you'd have had a good view of yeah. that. Yeah, I blame the ball boy. You were ready, weren't you? Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had a few of them. But yeah, I blame the ball boy. Got the ball back too quick. Let him take the throw in too quick as well. I'm glad you said that because in some awfully, pathetically snidey uh, article by Matt Dickinson yeah. in the Times today, uh, they were digging Jose out about... Uh, you know, rollicking the ball boy for you know for, oh, for doing exactly what you just said, and actually oh. you say he was quite right to do that. Yeah, well, they've got nothing else to talk about. No, they? because well, they, they haven't. Have they weren't allowed yeah. to. We'll be talking about that much more <laughs> later on. Uh, talking about balls going in and out, uh, no pun intended. Um, there was a lot of conjecture about the throw-in, and I, I think that you know when Hazard made that run about a minute or two before the goal went in, and you know. It, <laughs> If you were being pedantic, you would say that that ball didn't go it out. It wasn't a throw-in, no. But we gave the ball away between the throw-in that was taken yeah. and then well, the Well, I agree. I don't. I mean, a lot of people were getting really steamed up. I, I, I wasn't at all because I don't think it had anything to do with no, us conceding a goal. Forty-five seconds later. <coughs> excuse me. Forty-five seconds later. Three phases of play. You can't bend the throw, and that's just grasping at straws. I, I also think, actually, it was it was pretty hard. I mean, I know that everybody's saying it was really easy to see that it was, was not. It wasn't, actually, because every, every camera angle you saw, it was slightly skew if. If you were looking right down the line, you know, it was the ball was in the air. Mm. And it's, uh, they're hard, I think. I'm, I'm being unbelievably fair tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. Sorry, I apologize. Normal service will be resumed, and I'll be a cranky old swine in about ten minutes. Going back to Courtois, because I, I played in goal, and... Naturally. Were you, you playing goal on Saturday? I didn't notice no, that. Yeah, no. No, when I was After a few pints, I would have been yeah. impressive. When I was younger, I was playing goal, and quite often, if you're coming for a ball and there is somebody there, you, you are slightly just because you're on it the can't, It can't help. It can't help. So I think he, had Milner not going there, would have got a good punch on it and got it away. I think mm. Milner there did have an impact on his decision making because he would have potentially catted him, given away a penalty. I don't know. But I think, well, I, I, think, I think Milner did, did do a good job because yeah, he, he did, did enough to put him off. And that, that meant he didn't get a clear punch and it went straight to Aguero. But the bottom line is, I think that was a poor team effort in terms of defending yeah. that goal. Collective blame. Yeah. And there have been a few moments like that, of course. I mean, I, can, we, can we talk about Bradford? Dare I mention it? But, you know, just where the whole lot fall asleep at the same time. And that is a bit of a worry, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, but I, I, I think that, without getting into this too deeply, I do think this is a problem that we've got with this particular team. I don't think that they're as mentally strong as the team in 2004-05. Yeah. You know, it, they're just not as mentally strong. And... and you know, what I mean by that is that they will have moments of fragility, you know, and they will make mistakes and they will lose focus. And I think that Mourinho is still doing the best that he can to drum this into them, you know, because I, I think you look back at the team he first had, they were almost robotic. Yeah. I mean, they were, I mean that's why I love I mean, you know, we all, we all talk about oh, it still. Go 1-0 yeah. up, 2-0 game over and everybody knew it. You could have a snooze in the half-time, you know, it's great. In those yeah. days I used to drink, funnily yeah. enough, in those days I used to drink far more before games than they do now. Because I just knew that if we won a goal, I'd have a bit of a cheeky sneeze. Yeah. Nobody would know. I think that, that team was probably three years older in terms of development. They're 25, 26, 27. Exactly. They are I younger, think, aren't I they? I think this team is developing very nicely. I do. I'm very nicely. I'm it. very happy. I've got no complaints. Um, talking of, of sleeping, as, as we were, uh, I mean, you know, they, they were very, very leggy in that second half. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, let's be really frank. They were, they were hanging on, boys, yeah. weren't they? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't, sadly, I wasn't there, and it was awful. 
I mean, that, that last 20 minutes for me, I, I, just, I could hardly bear it. But, what was it like there? It, it was. It, it was really just, was edge of seat stuff, yeah. and it was very worrying. But, again, making excuses for my no. But they had played two hours of football yeah. only a few days before. You say that. I mean, there was, wasn't anyone that had their balls, because they had a lot of possession city, a lot of passing around, trying to get through. But we were defending so deeply <coughs> that they weren't raining in shots or having getting through. I was, yes, I was worried to the extent, but not, like, ah, help. Because I thought we defended very well. We you know, bank of almost nine or ten behind the ball, and City had no answer. They couldn't, they couldn't break through. A lot of passing, I think a couple of times Navas got down past Aspel Equator, mm. but no, no final ball. Aguero came off, um, Silva came off, and they bought on Jovetic and, um, I can't remember who else they bought on. The other bloke. Yeah, the other bloke, the other, the other bloke, yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other 40 million pound striker. I think, you, I think you've got a uh, major Jack point. Jacko. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I got, you've got a major point there, actually. Uh, you know, Whilst it was very nervy because you could basically see that they were out on their feet, and of course, you know, City had an awful lot of possession, they didn't really create much. Yeah, there were exactly not many that. really yeah. close chances. We thought, oh my god, oh my god. I think actually the reason for my tension and, and, and nerves is down to the fact of the importance of the yeah, game. It's the occasion. Yeah, yeah it yeah, wasn't actually because yeah. we were on, on. I mean, I thought we were under the cosh more against Liverpool, for example, in those last two matches against them. They're, more, I think they're more threatening. I they think more Pellegrini chances. or Pellegrino. As Pellegrino, Mourinho, get it right. As Mourinho yeah. didn't call him on Saturday. Uh, I think he dodged a bit of a bullet there because he, he didn't show hardly any um, ambition towards the end of the game. Um, and I think a lot of City fans have been talking about this after the yeah. game. I've seen a lot of that on, on social media. City fans who say, well, you know, City should have gone for it. They should have seen Chelsea were leggy. They should have got the points. And if they'd gone for it, I think they could have. Yeah, so it's gonna, they, went, they went like for like with the substitutions. They didn't, yeah. they didn't yeah. make a bold substitution. We, my guess is on 60 minutes, 65 minutes, we thought we're going to get a point here. And the whole team just visibly dropped. 20 yeah, yards. Yeah. But I think there's another reason why they did that because they didn't want to, you don't want to play too high against City when we, we've got you know, Terry as, as, as one yeah, of our central Terry, defenders yeah. because they're just going to ping diagonal balls through and we're going to get caught. Mm -hmm. So they sat deeper and just sucked them in. I it was, you know, personally, I, 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 you know, I, I was very disappointed to see quite a lot of idiotic uh, tweets and stuff mm -hmm. from the usual suspects about it not being it. I mean, even Andy Jacobs today on TalkSport you know, was moaning because he hadn't been entertained. I was royally entertained. I, do you know what? I, see, I never ever, and there's a very, very good reason for this, because I'm usually wrong, but I never predict what a score's going to be in a match. But I put you that blog up, didn't I, yeah. Andy? And yeah, I said it'll it. be a 1 1. It was nailed on for me, it'd be a yeah. 1 1. Yeah, I had 10 quid on it. Well, there you go. Yeah. I should have. I mean, I don't think the odds would have been that good, no, would they? Uh, but, you know, for me, and that, for me, I walked away. Well, I didn't walk away. I, I collapsed in my sofa in a heap. But <laughs> for me, that was job done. Yeah. You know, that's absolutely job done. Objective was to keep five points at the minimum. And that was done. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing, I really like what you're saying about Pellegrino, mate, because I agree with you. I, I, you know, my confidence about us winning the title is down to two main factors. One is that we have Jose Mourinho, yep. and B, our only title rivals, have Pellegrino. Yep. I yep. don't rate him at all. I think he's so technically inferior to Jose, or tactically inferior to Jose uh, Mourinho, it's not it's true. I said that Saturday as well. You can yeah. see Jose, like, like Dan said, like for like substitution, leave Aguero on, leave Deco on. Yeah put that um, number 18 somewhere around the bench and they would have scored if they wanted yeah. to. They really, there, there was going to be another goal. Done. We had yeah. one man, they could have bought, bought off the full-back, centre-back and just gone, <coughs> gone for it. Say, we've got Mourinho, they've got Pellegrini. I mean, have, 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 has Pellegrino ever beaten a Chelsea side? In the FA Cup. Last year. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah, the only one. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I don't think we played Villarreal. Was it Villarreal he was at? No, we've not, never played them. No, yeah, we never played them, so yeah, I don't think he's beaten in domestic yeah. anyway. We, he's never beaten us in the league, has he? No, double mm. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, mm. Now, talking about Jose, I mean, obviously, you know, um, 
we're talking about Pellegrino should have should have gone for the for the result. Um, there's a cast iron argument for explaining why Jose didn't, and I mean that was really down to not having Costa and Fabregas available. Yeah, Dan. yeah. The two key players, the, the, the two who've brought so many goals between them this season, most assists in the league, most goals in the league, and and not just that, also just the fact that we've already talked about how, how leggy they were after yeah. two hours of football. Um, and that but, was an exhausting. We'll talk yeah, about it later, yeah. but that was an exhausting match. But you know, did Chelsea need to go for the win? You know, in, in an ideal world, with Fabregas, with Costa, yes, it'd be a lovely thing, but still not needed yeah. to. You know, there, there are some risks that, that you know, Mourinho is sometimes talks about as being cautious, and sometimes he's right and sometimes that's wrong. Um, but do you need to take those risks no, in a game no, like that? Not. Tuesday night to find Sunday, without a doubt. Tuesday night's game to find what Mourinho's going to do on well, Sunday. Well, I agree, but I, 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 I think actually... Even if we hadn't have had that game on Tuesday, I think Mourinho would have, have approached this the same way. And, and, and what he does particularly, I think, and he does this very, very well against uh, you know, his main title rivals, is that he, um, he, will, he will not lose. Whatever else happens, we do not lose this game. He would go in and said, listen guys, we don't have to win, but we cannot lose. That's, that would be the mantra, I'm sure. And it, we came out with five points clear. Mm, exactly Job that. done. Um, just to quickly, before we have to go to a bro, I wouldn't mind having a quick chat about, about Remy and, and Zuma. I mean, we were, I, I don't know, were you surprised to see Remy picked? No. Had a drug no, I wasn't. I, I, I really thought after, because he didn't look good at all against Bradford, did he? He's, he's, he's not on his game at the moment. He's well yeah. off form. And, and Remy has, has not shown anything but you know, reasonable form, really. I think he's been good and he is the number two. So, yeah, and very pleased he was. It hasn't looked like that earlier on in the season, though, to be fair. No, no, but, but yeah, Drogba isn't looking like the Drogba that we know, is he? Really, he's, he's looking yeah. a long, long way off his, his form. But to be fair, I mean, we said this on the show last week, um, you know, Drogba looked absolute pants at the start of the season when he came in, but once he'd had about two or three games under his belt, he actually looked a lot better, and I think yeah. he played really, really well, and he got the goals to, to back that up. And I, th I think this is the problem that you have with Drogba at his age, you know, if you if you have him out the side for a month or two, he's like an old he's like an old BMW. It takes him a long, 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 long time to get going. You're saying his carburetor's full of gunk? Uh, yes, <laughs> I kind of know how he feels. <laughs> Thing is, with people like me and drunk, it takes us a long time to get going. But once we're going, we don't stop. So, but in all, in all seriousness, <laughs> I'm not sure I need that much information. <laughs> you, you obviously you took it not the way it was intended. But um, you know, in, in all seriousness, I think that's the problem. And I mean, he did look awful against Bradford. He looked as awful against Bradford as he did. For whoever it was, first Champions League game. Yeah, first Champions League game. Yeah. Schalke, wasn't it? Yeah, Schalke mm -hmm. at home. And and I think I think you need to manage Drogba better if you're going to get the best out of him in the you know for the kind of player he is now. That aside, I, I really I hope that Remy is our, our number two choice because I think you know he proved to me what a great striker this yeah. kid can be, and he has a completely different. He's a different type of player to Costa and Drogba. He's very direct. He's very pacey. He's got a lot of lot of skill. We saw that when he played at QPR in Newcastle. Yeah. So. I'd imagine you have to be the first name on the team sheet at Villa, really. I think because, he will be. Yeah, yeah. he's I the think, only option. And you've got the option for these balls from Oscar and Hazard to, through the defenders because Villa were awful yesterday. They were diabolical. Yeah, but don't say that because you know what Villa yeah, are like. They look very quickly because we've got about a couple of minutes left, but we really need to praise Zuma. And I mean, I know, I know that the, I know that everybody's getting very excited about him and probably a bit over the top, but I can't think of two better defensive displays in, in two such big matches, one after the other, from a 19-year-old defender. 
It was great. We did play a, a slightly different shape at the back, though, didn't we, against Man City in particular. Um, Ivanovic didn't go off on his wayward runs. They, were, they stayed at home. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, so, so that has been the problem, I think, with Cahill. He's been very exposed because he's drawn out to the right, and Zuma didn't have that problem. It'd be interesting to see him in a formation where we do do that. Actually, Dan, that's a really good point, because I, 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 I love Gary Cahill. I'm a huge Gary Cahill fan, and he's been getting a right old coating from a lot of people recently. And everybody seems to have neglected the problem that Cahill has had this season, is that quite often he gets exposed because he's not getting the cover from the defensive yeah. midfielders. Mm -hmm. Because Fabregas has gone AWOL, and Max just had too much to cope with. Yeah. And that, then suddenly, you know, Cahill's faced with like two, three people attacking him at the same time. And then hence the backing off. Okay, I've got a bit of an issue with that. But I can understand that he gets a bit isolated sometimes. And I think that's a bit of a shame, really. But Zuma, having watched Zuma in pre-season, uh, I went to the game at Bremen, uh, and he looked absolutely terrible. He didn't even, I mean, he didn't look like a championship player, let alone a Premier League player. And the, you, I cannot believe they're the same man. Yes. And it's just wonderful yeah. to see him, him doing so well. Similar like AFC Wimbledon, I saw him for that, that, that friendly. And I was they like, they don't count, I love they really? Yeah, but it was pre-season as well, though. It was just before the, the, the tour as well. But any endorsement, you need to know what Jose thinks of him. He played him against the champions without any hesitation. Yeah. Well, that, that, I, I just wonder if, if we're seeing a bit of a changing of the guard. I mean, it would be very interesting. I mean, I'm a fan of Zuma already. I think he looks a hell of a prospect. But we shall see. Now... Uh, after this lovely little break, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the City game, but we're going to be concentrating on things like Sir Frank of Lampard and the fond farewell. Uh, we will be back in a short while. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. Welcome back, I'm Stanford Cheech and this of course is the Chelsea Football Fancast and of course I'm delighted to be joined by Dan Levine, also known as Blues Chronicle and Mr Andy Silverman, who many of you know and love and of course my old mucker and partner in crime at the football more often than not these days, <laughs> Dan yeah. Silver, my benefactor and sponsor, so there you go. Now, uh, we've done a lot about the game uh, in part two but uh, we're going to concentrate on more kind of matters off field than on, I think, in this part, because there was an awful lot going on. But before we get into that, kind of to put a line under what we were discussing, where do you boys think uh, this puts us in terms of the title race? I'm going to kick off with you, Dan. Uh, five points clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good goal difference. You, you have <laughs> old journo. You. Uh, I, I think it puts Chelsea in a very good position. Five points clear, as I just said. Uh, but I think, crucially, with... Uh, it's difficult to say easier, but certainly on paper, what looks like an easier run in than City have got. Well, we've got we've got Liverpool at home, Arsenal away, and those, United at home. Those are the three big ones. Yeah. It, yeah, City. You know, uh, they made hay over Christmas. They they closed down that gap. They had a very easy Christmas New Year, and we had a very difficult one. Um, I heard Man United made De Gea over Christmas. Hey. <laughs> Uh, so I think, you know, not, not, not uh, putting out the bunting yet, but it looks positive. Yeah. What, what do you reckon, Andy? Yeah, I'd agree, especially with the fixtures as they are. I mean, and United and Liverpool are back-to-back -back with Arsenal almost at the back end. I think they're three of the last six games, but four of them were at home. It looks really good towards the back end mm. of the season. There's 15 games left, isn't there? That's right, yeah. yeah. Dan? Yeah, I agree with the boys. I think we're where we want to be. Five points clear. Mm. Great goal difference. Jose in charge. The squad's been revamped today. I think we're... Mm. It's, Positive. 
I mean, you know, there's a long way to go yet, and you know, the uh, the, the shadow of the the Champions League will no doubt hang over us towards the end of the season, which can be a bit of a distraction. Um, I mean, my gut feel says is that you know that uh, Man City will drop points. So will Chelsea. So will Chelsea. I, I, I think yeah. we will too. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's kind of really where I was going with that. I, but I do think City will drop points. I don't think any one of us, Arsenal, City, United, or Liverpool can put a run together and go unbeaten for the rest of the season. So that being the case, we've, we've got a five-point gap. I'd say we're in pretty good position. We could do We could do six on the trot, seven on the trot. Possibly yeah. this could be enough. I yeah. think City have got to go to Liverpool, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think uh, they they're doing possibly. that, I think, when we're in the, in the League Cup final. That's correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Liverpool, I hate to say it. Looking quite good at the moment. Yeah, I couldn't say that. It wouldn't come out. <laughs> so so that's a, that ends up being a big weekend, because when, when we're knocking seven shades out of Spurs at Wembley, yeah. that they've potentially got a very probably one of the most difficult games for the rest of the season to play yeah. and we could come out of that with, with a, a game in hand and five point cushion yeah. Yeah. and a trophy and a trophy yeah. I don't care about the trophy and, and the beating of Spurs, Spurs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that does it for me um, so yeah we, so basically the consensus around the table is that we're kind of fairly still in the box seat happy days yeah mm. You know, I, I, I think there's a desperation and a need to, to win the Premier League title at yeah, the moment 100%. with us lot, with the club, with Mourinho. And I think that, you know, that kind of heightens the tension in a way, the fact that we, uh, there's a real need to win it there's this year. kind of feel 2005, you know, there's a League Cup final coming up. Yeah. The first trophy, maybe that, then the mental level just steps up a level because the first cup's been won. Just, and just agree with that. I agree with that. If you like a little bit no negativity on this, you'll probably call it, but... but Remember, Mourinho does have to win the league this season. You yeah. know what happens yeah. to Chelsea managers that don't win the yeah. league, and he had special dispensation last year, yeah. almost not to. So he has to win it this year. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't, I think he'll be in a very difficult place. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that'll be an issue. Yeah. You think we'll win it? I think Chelsea will win the league. Yeah, yeah. I'm quietly confident. I think. Quietly Quiet, confident. you? Great to do it. Great to do it. I to Liverpool. Mm. That would be ideal. I'm really looking it. forward to that. When is, what date is that? May the 9th, isn't it? I think, yeah. yeah. So. Liverpool at home to yeah. win it. Yeah, make them do a guard of honour. Maybe get Gerrard's hand out the medals. <laughs> oh, yes, that would be perfect, wouldn't all it? This, this anyway, um, talking of, uh, of um, you know, great things, uh, before the City match, and uh, actually, uh, you know who you are, uh, Mr. 10th of March, uh, 1905, and my great old mucker, only, only a pound... DJ himself are responsible for these beautiful things before the game, Dan. White Dan and Dan and Andy. Right underneath them. In fact, it would be Dan, Danna and Dandy. No, Dandy. maybe not. No. Anyway, look at those beautiful flags there. I mean, that, that, that uh, I think, really helped to set the tone. I think when you see all four of them together, it's, it's a lovely thing. It looked brilliant. Really, yeah, really good. Magnificent. From yeah. Champions of Europe, you'll never, never seeing that. that. I yeah. never see them because I'm underneath them. You're so underneath them, I, I have to feed off of everyone else's info. That is the one bummer about <laughs> being in, <laughs> yeah. in the Matthew Harding lower yeah. I've got a great photograph actually taken behind the flag because it goes yeah, well, over. Well, someone asked me for a picture yeah. of the flag. I said, if you want a picture of what, what picture would you like? They said, oh, can you do a picture of the flag? So I just took that like <laughs> that and said, oh, that's pretty weird. I said, well, that's where I am underneath them every single home game. So I, I hear a rumour there's something interesting there is for PSG. Something big. Yeah. So Ooh. I'm told. I was told Ooh. on the download, but I was not allowed to repeat. Well, I wasn't actually told what it was, mm. but I was told it'd be something big. Looking forward to that. Do you know what? I was told what it was, but thankfully I got drunk and couldn't remember. <laughs> it's all true. Um, I thought, you know, I think that really did set, helped set the tone, actually. And I, it was a great atmosphere and it was a, clearly a great day. And the other thing that was really, really great, I think, was the uh, abuse of uh, a certain Jamie Redknapp. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mm. Can't really say too many yeah. other words. <laughs> the the yeah. songs. Okay, where do we start with this? I tell you what's really, really interesting and quite ironic in, in a way is that I remember, uh, I remember, you know, at Chelsea for years and years and years singing the same song about Gary Neville. Mm. Mm. Uh, and now Gary Neville is far and away the best pundit on yeah. television. Yeah. And Jamie Redknapp's always been awful. Mm. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of praise for Jamie Redknapp coming out today saying he's a really, really nice fella. And actually, it is quite true. He, he's actually genuinely quite a nice chap. I've met him a few times. He's all right. And perhaps arguably, therefore, doesn't deserve the stick that he's getting. But he's an absolutely awful pundit. Mm. You know, he clearly sees everything through either a Tottenham or a Liverpool mist. And he says the most ridiculously stupid things. I mean, I know I do, but I don't get paid a lot of money to talk nonsense. And this here. was the point that Mourinho had um, before he went into the dark cupboard that he's not emerged from, um, where he said, you know, he's getting paid more money than a lot of Premier League managers are. Yeah. And he, do better, son. Exactly. Yeah. But it was quite funny. Uh, Frank Lampard, your cousin's a beep. Mm -hmm. uh, God, you were there. I mean, uh, tell me. Remember beep, beep, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. There's, there's one about, um, in three years' time, you look like your dad. Yeah, you uh, look like your dad. You'll look like, like yeah. Yeah, the, um, there's one you just mentioned. Oh, uh, You'll twitch one. like your dad. Yeah, there's yeah. one other one. I, I, I tweeted it to you. I can't remember what it was now. But I tweeted it to you on that. Um, you did, didn't you? Yeah. I forgot what it was now, too. Yeah. But they, were, they were pretty much, you know, they were exactly Red nap, red nap, you're a... Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I think the funniest thing of all, though, and, and I love the Matthew Harding lower, uh, like, like the brethren that they are, but they, they <laughs> it was quite funny that they were hurling abuse Oh, what was this? What was the old Sky Sports I tried studio? Them. They which was yeah. above the disabled area. He wasn't there. He was in Brentford, people. They it was apparently with Kevin Keegan in there. Had oh, they known it? that, that might have been even more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I tried Idleworth. telling them they wouldn't listen. Oh, wherever, yeah. Yeah, he's in, in Idleworth, yeah, at Sky Studios, you know. Yeah. So the funny thing, that's not even the box. The box is well, no, the box up is now up by where me. You are. I, mean, yeah, exactly. I actually can almost get line of sight, so yeah. I can actually give it all of that to whoever's in there. And frequently do, in fact. You no, know, I didn't. Particularly like. if I know them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go. So no, it was uh, it, that was quite funny. I thought it was a really good atmosphere actually on Saturday. I thought I thought I thought the boys and the girls did well there. Yeah, yeah, it was good. C City were really quiet. I mean, talk about poor away they fans. They were rubbish, they were weren't they? Appalling. Yeah, yeah. they, they don't they Barlow, I don't know. But. I didn't hear. I couldn't understand what they were saying. So. <laughs> No. We couldn't really reply to it. So. But it's, it's, I mean, you know, that's it. Because, I mean, the, the done thing now is for, for the away support to really give it large, particularly in a big match. But actually, funny enough, I thought the Liverpool fans were very disappointing on, on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Well, my mate, my mate, he's, he's, a, he's a London Red, and he said they're all London Liverpool fans that come. There are very few that actually come down from Merseyside for it. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of them were London, London Reds. Cockney Reds. Yeah. Cockney Reds. Oh, the other one I tweeted you was about Santo Aguero, Diego Costa, he's better than you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were some great chants. Yeah. Sadly, we're not having a chant of the match this week, but if we were, if we were going to have a chant of the match... We wouldn't would... be able to say yeah, it. We yeah. can't say it. Which, <laughs> what, which of the ones that we can't say Frankie would it Lampard, be? Frank Lampard, your cousins. Frank Lampard, your cousins are beep. Yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> okay. That is officially our chant of the match winner this week. Now, talking of Lampard, um, of oh. course, the press were all full of it. Uh, I don't know why I'm looking at you when I say that accusatorily, Dan. <laughs> but the press were all full of it before, um, hoping, hoping upon hope that Chelsea would probably just run on the pitch and tar and feather him at the very <laughs> least, and possibly lynch him from the East End. I don't know. And, they, and, and, and the, the, the disappointment was palpable. 
uh, the, there was no real booing of. I mean, there wasn't any booing of him, was there? No, there, there was. was. There All right, was. okay. No, take, I'll take it. Oh, woo, woo, contentious no, no, no. issue. I'll start, start with Dan. I'll oh. work my way around. Right. Okay, pre-match there was a bit of booing. There was a bit of jeering. It was definitely overshadowed by the vast majority, which was sort of a, a bit sort of polite applause, really, <laughs> rather than than Didier Drogba, Drogba style, you know, absolute raving. After the game. There was nothing but support for him. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that, that yeah. I'd like just to pick up on that in a second. But that's a bit early for that, you know. Get rid of him. That's, yeah. I know you're excited in the gallery, but, I mean, you know, we can wait, we can wait. Um, I thought that... Uh, I didn't really hear much booing of Frank, actually. What I did hear when he came on as a sub uh, was there were a little bit of a mixed reaction. Mm -hmm. And then there was a massive Chelsea, 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 Chelsea which I thought was brilliant. There's a few seconds of Super Frank, I heard, and then suddenly the Chelsea, Chelsea took it over. I, 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 I didn't hear that, yeah, but I, 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 I definitely. I mean, we're talking about one or two people here, but yeah. I definitely heard a Judas. Yeah, yeah, but well, you will. But I think you know the bottom line is is that we're talking about really isolated pockets yeah. of mm. abuse and booing. But the majority of the Chelsea supporters didn't just do the right thing; they did they did it in the right way. And and I'm liking this. I'm liking the fact that, that, that it's a bit like, you know, I mean, not that I ever have been, but if you're kind of tied up in a, in a sexual indiscreet position with some woman and you have a safe word. <laughs> not that I ever have. I hate to add. Yes. It's a little well, window into your soul. <laughs> I know. Well, why, do you think I'm, why do you think I'm giving up the show, Dan? I, you know, I don't want to get locked away anymore. Again, uh, uh, <laughs> or in a gimp room, or anything like that. But uh, no, I mean, what I'm saying is that the, the, the Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea is like you know, whenever you hear anything that we don't want to hear, like the Steve Gerrard song, I think the fans have now got it into their heads that you just pump that out and yeah. it covers it up. Yeah. And I'm delighted to see that. Um, of course, the the response to Frank afterwards was just. I mean, if I'd have been there, I think I might have been in tears because I, I thought it was really emotional. Yeah, I thought we handled it perfectly. You know, minute one to minute ninety four. He's, he's in opposition. 94th minute whistle goes. It was a perfect, perfect reception. He got everything he deserved. He got the applause. He got the love. He was just him out on the pitch giving the whole clapping all the airs. I thought it was really nice. And I gather that he, he didn't know that. Well, I think he probably did know that was going to happen because I know that he speaks to only a pound quite a lot. I speak, spoke to him immediately before the game. I saw him coming out. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he knew that that would happen. I don't Because the press were kind of covering it that, that he went there anyway and he didn't know what to expect. But I think he knew exactly what was going to happen. And I love to see, we got another picture of the, uh, the Super Frankie Lampard banner. There we go, look at that, that's lovely. I really wish I'd been there for that. I will regret for a long, 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 long time not being there to witness mm. that and be able to say thank you and farewell myself. Yeah, actually. Special. I, I spoke to Frank afterwards and, and I know somebody else on this table also did. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. Really. Um, he he kind of, he's, you know, trumped you this week. Well, though, really, a little, little bit anyway. Maybe not, maybe not. Okay. Fighting talk. Let's watch Dory. Let's watch Dory. Go on. You right, okay. <laughs> uh, he was off, obviously moved by the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he spoke really, as he always does, he spoke very, very um, engagingly and very intelligently about it, but he, he clearly said it was great to be here and he was really, really moved by it. It was lovely to see. Yes, he did. He, was he thanked you personally, didn't he? Andy? He did, yes. Yeah, we saw him afterwards and um, I was all ready to have a go. And, but like you said, during, during, he just went, when he was coming off the pitch, it was absolutely perfect. Mm. And I just said to him, I shook his hand, I said, thank you. And he said, no, 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 no thank you. And That's thank lovely. everyone. Yeah, brilliant. He said he was okay. absolutely... I think I'm going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, actually, do you know what? I watched Sunday Supplement on... Uh, on uh, Sunday morning, obviously, with uh, good old Ash. He was there. No the wonderful, benign Rob Draper. And, of course, the most miserable man in the world, a certain Paul Hayward. 
And uh, actually, to be fair to the, I think it was Paul Hayward that said this. He said that what he found interesting was that the only dissenting, uh, you know, whoever was shouting out Judas or, or booing, he said it seemed to be the younger supporters, and they were soon getting told, you know, what they could do with it by predominantly the older supporters. Yeah. Uh, basically, he, his, his line was, he said, he said, I saw a lot of the older supporters saying, no, shut up, give him some respect. There was one incident in a match riding lower, actually, yeah. as we were going Windmills. out. Yeah, and yeah, well, yeah, I, and it was like, but it was isolated, and it was one drunken person who had um, yeah. shouted Judas. I Talking think. stupid people, Andy, I wonder Ooh. what we could possibly have next. Uh, I think it's now time for what I'm calling the spanner with the banner. What a great link. I know they've already teased it to you, but... I mean, what do you what do you what do you think about this, boys? Free speech or bloody stupid? Bloody stupid. Don't give him any time. Somebody wants to get on TV. That's a, that's yeah. a classic. Get me on TV kind of placard. You know, done with his kids' crayons. Um, I'll say what I tweeted at the time. I'd just be really interested in speaking to him yeah. to find out what he was thinking. Um, and I, I don't say that with any sort of prejudice either way. I'd just be interested. You're curious. Yeah, yeah, really, I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that. Uh, you know, I, I saw it and, and I was appalled by it because I just thought... It just, I, the reason I was appalled by it because, you know, I don't care what people think. They can think what they like. You know, I do utterly believe in free speech. You can do and say what you like within reason. What really annoyed me was the fact that I knew that the minute some pillock holds up a banner like that, it's, it's exactly what the media and the press are going to hone in on and you hear nothing, nothing else but that. So that whole... Brilliant reception for Frank and, and the great farewell and the thank you that we gave him at the end of the match was overshadowed by one person with a six-year-old's banner. And that's what really annoyed me. Um, now, as it happens, I happened because I was at home, I, I listened to Talk Sport afterwards and uh, he actually he actually phoned up Dan. Or somebody purporting Mickey, to be him. Mickey, well, uh, it sounded like it could have been him, okay. if you see what I mean. Uh, and to be fair to him, he's, he's a season, been a season ticket holder for 50 years, so... You know, it just shows you can't judge, can you? I think you said you've been a fan for 50 years. I don't know. I, well, don't yeah, so means I, I, I meant but, fan, not yeah, season ticket. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have season tickets 50 years ago. Well, I think they probably I did. They, they, I, I think don't think they did, actually. They didn't. No, they came no, they in didn't. the, the mid-60s. Yeah, well, I was going to say. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, of course I forget. That yeah. is actually, actually, do you know what? It might now be 50 years, because my mate Phil certainly got a season ticket when they first came along, and that would have been the mid-60s. So, yeah. actually, you're right. So, he could be... Potentially, but that's not the point. No. <laughs> the, the point is, is that he's he's clearly been a supporter for a long, long, long time, and he and he feel, clearly clearly felt very aggrieved. But should he have done it though? Well, as you say, it's his right to do it. I just think, I think a lot of people feel that that whatever you put on a piece of cardboard in felt tip is going to be naff. Um, you know, it's not not really not really a Chelsea thing. It doesn't feel very Chelsea. Well, we don't do that, do we? No, we no, don't really. We haven't done it, do anyway. I mean, even even the players who are nowhere near as legendary as Lampard. Have come back and got deep, you know. Jimmy Fon Hasselbank came back and got a reception, yeah. and he's nowhere near in the same league of legend as Lampard. We don't, we don't tend to do sort of snidey things like that. Yes. It's a very scout thing to do, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I was looking for. You know, that's what you're talking about. I, and, and, and actually, again, this is really what annoyed me because we get a, we get a real, you know, sh we get a lot of uh, shellackings from the press for being classless. And do you all the think rest a rude word there? No, I was looking at the shot. Okay. Um, we, you know, we were really classy on Saturday, and, and, I, and it would have been really lovely for that to have been appreciated even more than it had. And actually, to be fair to the press, they, they did actually applaud yeah. us. And, I mean, we all know around this table that actually is a very Chelsea thing to do. Yeah, you know, we always welcome okay. back. 
And we always applaud our ex-players. I mean, Jimmy Floyd. Jimmy Floyd, when he, he scored, scored against yeah. us, and we, and, we, and, we, and we loved him for it. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Because the, the public profile of this club, the, the, the way that people and write the supporters about... supporters particularly. The, the, the way people write about this club quite a lot just doesn't sort of ceases... It, it fails to understand that there's nothing more important at Chelsea than loyalty. Um, and, and that's been a, a fairly strong thread going through ever since I've known the club. So I don't understand how that message isn't getting through. Why, don't, why, why do you think that doesn't get through then? Oh, because we're all plastics, obviously, and we're only here for Roman's money. Um, but I, I think there's a certain perception that that is what Chelsea is. Obviously, we around this table and, and probably watching and listening know that's wrong. Um, maybe, maybe we're just missing out in getting we, that message over. We were the first to get the real money, you know, you know t club changing money from Roman, and that's why. I think there's a lot of jealousy, a lot of resentment from that's other clubs. City seems to get a really good press. Well, the whole Lampard... Because well, they weren't the first. Yeah, the whole... I was listening to a, another podcast. They talked about the Lampard situation, and City were really worried about that because it's kind of... It sullied their, their so-called good name. We were first. That's why I think we get a lot of grief, because... Mm. I, I mean, we used to get grief prior to 2004, but never in this kind of... Well, we used to... Yeah, I mean, my, rem my remembrance of it... I mean, we're, get, we're getting into media uh, agenda territory here, which we're going to be doing in, in, in the next part, interestingly enough. But my memory of it is that... Before Roman came along, the only uh, image that we had in the press was that we were hooligans. We were all Chelsea, if you were a Chelsea supporter, you were a hooligan. Yeah. It was that simple. So there so. you go. Anyway, this, ho this hooligan's about to wrap up this part uh, with a bit of Chelsea aggro. So watch out, Dan, Dan and Andy, because uh, <laughs> the wimbles will be flying your way. We will be back uh, in a minute for the next part, where we will be talking about the media agenda. See you in a minute. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Oh, yes! Footballfancast.com. Hello, we're back. I am Stanford Chidge, and this is the Chelsea Football Fancast, and we're now going to talk about the wonderful, uh, great game against Liverpool last Tuesday and I was very very privi privileged even to be there with Dan yeah. wasn't I? Oh, cracking cracking cup the tie. It was. Atmosphere was brilliant it was just proper cup football loved it loved every minute I mean, of it. was great wasn't it because I, yeah. I, I, I had an awful lot to do that night I think I'd been on I'd been interviewed by the, the Premier League uh, channel and I'd been interviewed by Radio 5 yeah. with Tim and, and Rick God, that must have been a nightmare. I've just kind of had a flashback to that. The BBC interviewed me, Tim Rolls, and Rick Glanville. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> we like Phil, so yeah. he got away alive, but Come my on. God, he's a brave man. So I've been really busy, yeah. and I've been in the pub and had a skinful, and I walked in when, Dan? 7.44 and 58 seconds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was I, was, I was getting ref, can you wait for church? And he did. <laughs> I, did I just timed it to perfection. Yeah. And uh, but it was a brilliant, brilliant night. I mean, you know, I, I, what I've got to say about the game generally, I just thought it was a real proper game. I mean, it was that was that is the kind of football I love. That was that proper needle, proper nasty challenges going in. Two sides that hate each other. Two sets of fans that hate each other. But I think the the other thing that that really struck out uh, with away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Me, Dan, I think we, we talked about this when I was there. It was really, really, really tense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was really tense, and I loved that. It was, that was, great. It was one of those games you go into on a knife edge. You know, it's a classic cliche. The first goal in that game was totally going to be crucial. Yeah, because if they score, that changes the whole dynamic. And they, it was they quite end to end as well. Yeah, but they Liverpool had Sturridge been playing, I think in the first 10-15 minutes could have been three up because they had three very good chances. Yeah, they did. The one, one's even made a miraculous recovery to tackle Sterling, and Courtois made two very good saves. It was, this is another typical Chelsea Mourinho performance, dogged and. It was dogged actually, and I, I tell you what really impressed me was the was the way that they, uh, you know, they battled and really fought in that game, Dan, didn't they? I mean, yeah. the, the work rate that they put. I mean, Hazard ran his socks off. Mm. I thought it was a fantastic performance by Hazard. It, it was a game packed with character, we, wasn't it? We, we, we've had this issue occasionally this season where we've looked like a team that's still in transition. Yeah. There's one or two sort of young characters that need to grow, and I think they all grow, grew that night. I was going to say, Dan, exactly that. I yeah. thought they grew up that night, didn't they? Yeah, as a team, I think. Um, but the other thing I noticed that, that was just the speed of the thing. Um, a mate of mine yeah. who normally sits a little bit back from the pitch was because it's a cup game, was sat down right at eye level. And he said all he could see was legs. Blur. Going, <laughs> I know. Um, and he said to me afterwards, was it really that fast? You know, and it absolutely was, wasn't it? Right to the end. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really interesting because yeah. I was sat with Dan and Dan's at the back of the West Lower. So, I mean, normally I'm right up in the gods in, in Gate 17. And when you look down on a game, you don't see that speed and movement. Mm. But, you know, looking at it like that, you, you were very aware of how quick yeah. it was. It was... It was a no-holds-barred... I mean, it's proper football, Andy, it wasn't was it? pulsating. You must have it? loved that. Oh, yeah, it was 90 minutes on your, on your feet, half extra time all on your feet, not told to sit And it down. meant something. And it was for a cup final as well, and it was against them. Yeah. And, and the atmosphere, I thought, was... was that's, you know, uh, do you know, it reminded me of a European, you know, one of those famous European nights <laughs> that you have at Stamford Bridge. Sound, 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 sound. But it, I mean, joking that. aside, I mean, it, it, it was actually. Yeah, I mean, it was. You know, yeah. I'm trying to, th- I, I think the, the I, well, well, do you think it was better than PSG last year? Because I thought PSG was rocking last year. The oh, Champions no. League. I think PSG was probably better. Just Mind the, you, the, the, what, the you late, think PSG was better? No, yeah, I disagree. I, I thought so. the, late, the, late, the lateness of the goal and what it meant getting through against uh, 
a multi-million tip. But this was against them. Um, I think it, the atmosphere was better, actually. I have to say, Andy. I think oh, it was no, better the last time. I think it was yeah, more consistent. It was, it was, like I said, yeah. from, from minute one to one twenty, yeah, it, it really was, gave it large. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were saying, "There's no way this can go on this fast. It can't carry on like this." To, yeah. to the player, but it did, and it just right. carried on and, and carried and, on. And proper time to sing Gerard songs for a lot of the matches. Absolutely proper time to sing Gerard songs. And it's quite amusing watching it towards the end of the game when he was like running in treacle because he's getting old and his legs. It was just he was it, really. It was like a reverse road runner. It's really peculiar, actually, because I thought actually in the first—I mean, the first leg, which I thought again was was equally brilliant, I mean, another breathtaking Two match. Two great legs, really yeah. superb games. I actually thought that Gerard uh, was their best player in the first leg. I thought that when he came off, we got into the game up there. I thought he played really, really well. I thought he looked—he looked a man who was 502 uh, last Tuesday. Yeah, but I, I'm being fair. I, I actually thought he, he, he was their best player the week before. And they, they looked a poor aside when they tick him off. What did you think of um, Brendan Rodgers coming out afterwards and saying, well, you know, the best team failed to win He's tonight. an idiot. He's, he's, I think... He's, I'm, I'm, all, I'm so cross about it that I'm going to sing the Brendan Rodgers song and get taken off air permanently. Yeah, I don't think you can sing that. <laughs> I just think Rodgers, to a certain extent, is like Wenger, because Wenger's still saying that Arsenal got a chance to win the league. He just Sometimes you've got to come out and say, you know, we were beaten. Do you, do you remember during the, the Gulf War, Comical Alley? Yeah. He said, you know, our tanks from the, on, the, on the outskirts well, of Washington be... were about to take the White House. Yeah, brilliant. I, I just think sometimes as, as a top manager, you have to admit that your team got beaten. Jose's done it. Jose's done it. He'll come out and say it. Yeah, but, but this is the thing, you know, the, the Brendan Rodgers is actually the perfect manager for, for Liverpool because he's completely deluded. He's a muppet. You know, he's deluded. He talks absolute rub, errant nonsense, I think is the way, the way to describe that. And, and he, 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 you know, if you were being kind, Dan, you would say that he's being quite smart and he's just talking to his audience and his audience is deluded scousers. Well, if you're to, being kind. Every now and again, all he has to do is drop in how wonderful it is at Anfield. Then yeah. he's got another year yeah. in his contract. Yeah. Great, great history at that terrific, club. Terrific history. Five, five, terrific history. Five. Five. Yeah, they're great lads. I can't... I, I of this size. I haven't, I haven't thought about doing a Brendan Rodgers impersonation, but I'll, I'll work on it for my you, return in you, March. You can offend a whole new tranche of people watching. Because he's got some wonderful kind of Northern Irish affectations, and he's kind of isn't he? The way he does his, like, on the sidelines. I don't know what he does. He does with his hands on the sidelines. You know what, though? I mean, the thing about Brendan Rodgers is that this is a man who is clearly, you know, he clearly likes the smell of his own fart. I think I'll leave it at that. I saw, I saw this documentary. I'll leave it there. Documentary his first season. That's right. Uh, with a big full-size yeah. portrait. Yeah, uh, in, his, in his living room. It's like massive. must have been about 20 by 20 picture of him looking very studious. What, what was quite amusing at the end is obviously he had a lot of money spent on his teeth. Um, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's had veneers upon a veneers. Veneer? Veneers. Veneer? Yeah. Very, very appropriate. Veneers? Well, quite, yeah. Veneers? Um, veneer with a bit of gloss. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. And, and at the end, he, 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 was, he was standing at the side of the pitch with his, with his <clears throat> lips pursed. And he looked, for all the world, like... Chip. Giving it the blue eyes. Well, his, his, his teeth don't fit in his mouth. So you just missed don't... my blue eyes shot. <laughs> Get on my camera. Yeah. Okay. Blue eyes. <laughs> Better than yellow snow. He <laughs> looked like a trout. He looked like a trout for a you perch. Look, you look yeah. like a trout. You look like, like a, a trout. Brendan Rogers. You, you look like a trout. Uh, anyway, um, let's, no more talking of Brendan Rogers on this show. Uh, what we need, really need to talk Goodness. about is uh, is get into the Costa uh, the Costa debate from the match because, um, well, who knows? I mean, were they stamps, Dan? They weren't stamps at all. They oh, did tread. Good man, he I did, didn't expect that. No, he trod on them. He certainly did tread on them. There's no doubt about that. But, but you know, if you look it up in a dictionary, that's not a stamp. There's no, no. downward force. The there. Stamp is something that you put on a, on a letter and Very then good. you post. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the, old, in the old days, you used to old money. I've had to wait till I get home to see it, and you, you look at Costa, his eyes are forward, not down. 
his movement is fluid. He doesn't sort of go like that to make a stamp. It's all a fluid movement because he's trying to hurdle the guy. And it happens all the time. He comes down, it wasn't a deliberate stamp, nor was the one on Skirtle. Okay. Wow, having, you're both adamant. Having, Definitely not yeah. stamp. Having said all that, he was always going to get the ban for it. Yeah, I think it's the and FA. As soon as the FA looked at it, it, it was going to be. We're going to really go into that in the next part, but I mean, I'm, I, I'm inclined to. I mean, I know we're all very blue spectacled round round this table, but you know, I, I've seen stamps, you know, proper nasty. Aguero against Luis, for example, Don't rugby, on anyone, rugby on anybody. Yeah. Me, me, me for Ropley Tigers. You know, I know what a proper stamp is all about. Yeah, and and. Uh, I know he's, you know, he could be a bit snide. I, I, you know, I know that. But even so, you know, he's been naughty. He hasn't been malicious. It's not a stamp. Clumsy. Yeah, um, he's been a bit more than clumsy. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, you recognise that there might have been a bit of malice in yeah. there. Could he have avoided it? Only he knows. But I, I just think he was looking for trying for the ball. Foot comes down. Mm. The legs in the way. Um, so I mean, if that's the case, then I mean, is he a liability or is he being victimised, Dan? Oh, he's certainly not a liability, is oh, he? No. He's, he's, he's Anything but. one of the, the, the best three strikers in the world, isn't he? He's, he's, he's remarkable. Um, and well, because we, we, you know, we're going to lose him. He got, he, we lost him for five bookings earlier on in the season. We now lost him for three because of a, irrespective of whether we think it was a stamp or not, he's got a ban. It's, a, it's a massive part of his game, this is. Mm. And, and it was interesting afterwards talking to Branislav Ivanovic. Uh, and and the, yeah, it was that quite, was great, quite clearly a line I thought might have been fed to him maybe really? uh, <laughs> where, where he said Diego likes to be the center of attention and all of this makes him stronger basically yeah. is, is his line um, and and actually I do believe that yeah. I mean with Costa you take on the edge you lose the edge you lose a lot I totally player. agree man I, think, I mean I, look, I wrote an article sorry to yeah, cut over you but yeah. I wrote an article about this beginning of the season probably after his fifth booking and you know the bottom line is you have to accept it if yeah. you want the player that he is then that's what comes with it you'll get you'll you get. know if you want if you want the Chelsea fan cast to be the show that is you have to accept my appalling toilet humor you know it's goes it's the same kind of yeah. thing in a, in, a <laughs> in, a 50, in a 50 game season 55 game season you'll get costed for 30 to 35 games You'll lose some for suspension, but yeah. you take that all day, every day for the player. If, he is. if that's the case, then is he, is he being victimised? Is it us? Is it him, or is it the club? Well, I, well, we'll get, we'll get into the club yeah. in the next part. But is he being victimised? Yes, I think his reputation. I think he is. I think his I reputation think so. precedes him. Because if you look at, he's, I think he came out in an interview over the weekend saying he has done some stuff in the past. He's no angel when he admits that. And had it been Sterling, should we say? Oh, that's what I'd be interested to see what the reaction would have been. Because yeah. Sterling got away with a, uh, although he didn't. Punch them particularly hard. He pushed them in the face, got away well, with it. Punch from Sterling's hardly going to register, yeah. is it? Can't punch from Costa, he'd, he'd, he'd have been in the back of the stand, wouldn't he? Sterling can sort of. Is, is he being victimised, Dan? Uh, I think he's, uh, as Dan has just said, I think he's a bit of a guilty, a bit of a, bit of a victim of his reputation, which is something Mourinho always said. Always the victim, yeah. it's never his fault. It's always it's his fault. fault. It's something Mourinho <laughs> it's said at the beginning yeah. of the season, or, or early in the season. He went through all the yellow cards that he's had and he said, this one is, this one is. Yeah. And he said, basically, we've. we've We've, uh, He's being targeted in my book. Oh, I, th I, think, I think there's a certain amount of that going on, certainly. Um, but then, of course, he I plays, mean, as a, that's his game. I mean, you look at the Everton game when he got booked. I think if you kind of get into Coleman's face after scoring, yeah. probably yeah. more worthy of booking than what he actually got booked he for. Died before that, he died at Burnley. I mean, what, yeah. what, what leads me to that in, ex in extra. In extra oh, that conclusion. <laughs> uh, is that if you look at all the other decisions in that game, the, the, the double standards and the inconsistency from Michael Oliver, I mean, that referee, in my book, had an appalling game. I mean, he was rubbish. OK, just read down the list. 
we should have had a penalty for Costa. Yeah. Yeah. That nailed on. Everybody, even Niall Quinn, thought it was a penalty, so it must have been. Well, oh, Henderson well. and Lucas should both have had uh, red cards. I thought Lucas could have had five yellows. Well, well there you right. go. Um, Markovic elbowed Luis, floored him, and didn't even off the ball, didn't even get noticed. Um, and that kind of, I mean, in view of everything else that's going on, I mean, I know we'll talk a lot about the media in the next part, but, you know, it just, it makes me wonder, are people really that rubbish, or are we reaping what we sow? I, I would like consistency across the board. So if Costa does get banned, then it happens to Giroud, or happens to somebody else, they get banned. I've or Aguero. No, Aguero. I'd have yeah. no problem if the FA are consistent with their decisions. It just seems to be they've got this... Almost like let's pluck some out of the but sky. But just seems to be one rule for us and another yeah. rule for everybody else, Dan. It seems like that. I mean, there are a number of reasons why it seems like that. One of them is because we're obviously Chelsea is in sharper focus to us. We don't pay too much attention. That's to very them. true. Actually, we don't pay too much very attention very to the true. other nineteen clubs. You know, what, are the, what other nineteen? There are. There are. Exactly. There are, there are uh, it's Chelsea, Chelsea reserves, Chelsea, Chelsea ladies. That's we, it. But we do something that because. <coughs> Look at the Vertonghen uh, incident the next night when he grabbed somebody's throat. That wasn't replayed on Sky ad infinitum for over. But it wasn't. It, it, it I wasn't think to same. be fair to that, it was easy for us to to cry foul with that. But you know, in the scheme of things, I don't think that was like, as bad as. as well, going back to Essien against Liverpool when he got banned. Yes, that's absolutely. Going back, you know, yeah. 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 But but the issue the issue here, of course, is that if if something like this happens in a game between I don't know Leicester and QPR. Does anyone really care, apart from Leicester and QPR fans? It's not going to be on constant rotation on, on Sky because it's just not, it's not the sort of box office well, that Chelsea is. I guess from that point of view, we are in that niche of top clubs where everything we do is under the microscope. Yep. You know, whatever we do, we're going to get attention. We're in the shop window, yeah. aren't we? Yep. Take a profile. Yep. So what, what, do you, what do you reckon, Andy? I mean, you know, are we getting the wrong end of it? I mean, the thing is, the referee's got to see that in real time. Had he seen that in real time, would he have given him a red card for it, which is what he's been charged with? Yeah. I don't think he would have. No, he said I, I, he, I, that's, I, what, that's no. why he's got charged, because he said if he's seen it in real yeah, time, he would have given him the red card. Yeah, well, yeah, but he, yeah, but I think, sorry to cut in yeah, early, but yeah. I think that that's easy for him to say in hindsight. Exactly that. Because he, he, he must, I mean, he's a human being. He must know that he had a shocker all night. Oh, yeah. So if he'd have said, well, you know what, I wouldn't have given that a red card, he would, have been, he would have felt more yeah. pressure because he but knew he'd have a stinker. Yeah. So he had to say yeah. what he thinks the FA wanted to hear. Yeah. And, and the FA wanted to hear that was a stamp, that was a red card offence. Yep. QED, he says, well, I didn't see it, but I would have given it a red card. At nine o'clock the next morning, I said, if you do not think he would, he would, he would get banned for the next three games, you must be mad. They'd get a free game. And that was on well, Wednesday morning. Yeah. It's almost like the, the appeal process is almost like it's a moot point because you appeal, the FA don't care. I mean, it's almost like yeah. it's, it's just Had there. Had it been stolen on John Terry, I don't think it would have been looked at. Had well, there were, been John I mean, Terry Well, there were plenty of incidents. Yeah. That Lucas foul on uh, Oscar, I thought, was very nasty. Mm. And Skirtle's, yeah. you know, I mean, Skirtle is the, the centre-back equivalent of Costa, in my yeah. book. For what, what Nasty it, piece of work. I mean, from minute one, they set out to try and, and get Costa booked yeah. and get him to react. From minute one, and in, in the end, when he did get it, it was their captain further up the field that managed to do it. Yeah. And they yeah. tried that for 90 minutes. But what I did, like, right at the end of the game, Costa and Skirtle, proper handshake yeah. and proper yeah, respect. Yeah, well, and as it That's should what be. Football's about, no, you know, I love them. 90 minutes on the pitch, old, old you do what you want. After the game, it's like, you respect. Old school football. I like. I'm, yeah. I, I'm all, you know, I am, you know... Staffordshire against modern football, you know, I love all of that kind of stuff. That's oh, what I grew it? up with. Um, anyway, we should wrap this up really by talking about Branner. Uh, there's a very good reason for this because uh, I've just written a piece for CFC UK because it occurred to me how how much we underestimate Branner Ivanovic and how much under the radar he goes. And of course, he's been to, been at the club since 2006. He's been there nine years now. Incredible. Um, 
And the thing about him was, you know, cometh the man, cometh the hour. What a great goal. I mean, he, he, he let, it seemed, even when we were there, Dan, I mean, it, it looked like he'd leapt 10 foot higher than yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. He does love scoring against Liverpool, doesn't he? Yeah. That goal. yeah, but here's the thing. This is the tenant of my article, really, is that, you know, he, he, I, I worked out he's now scored. If you, if you include the two that he scored up at Anfield that, you know, set him on his way, he scored another four massively, massively crucial goals for Chelsea, yeah. which are... Europe. Napoli. Yes. Yep. Uh, Europa League Europa final. final. Yes. Uh. Um, oh, no. Um. Oh. Dead air. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm patient. Uh, you, were, you were involved with one of them, Andy, and there's a picture to prove it. Oh, well, yes, of course. Man City away. Man City away. Oh, yeah. And, and now this one that's yeah. got us to a final. And for a, for a right back or a defender, <coughs> I, I think that's just. Do you know? And the other thing I mentioned in the article, do you know who he reminds me a bit of? Yep. There's a bit of Chopper Harris in Branagh because they both have played centre back and, and right back for, for Chelsea. You know, I mean, obviously Branagh scores more goals than Chopper, but there, there's, there's something that reminds me of uh, the fact. I think it's the fact that you know that Branagh would run through a brick wall for yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, Calling Chopper's, Chopper's and, and, famous and, quotes. And on that very very point, um, he was the other guy I spoke to after the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, of course, after the uh, Liverpool game, Mourinho said they should take his boot down the yeah. academy because it's full of blood, yeah. where he's been injured and he's played on through that. He played the whole of that game against um, Man City yeah. with a cut foot that they couldn't sew up because it was too swollen up. So they didn't even treat the wound. He basically played 90 minutes of football with, with, an open, with a hole in his foot. Yeah. He's hard. The man's hard. Uh, and when I spoke to him afterwards, he said, it hurt. <laughs> oh, my word. I mean, he, he's, he's hard as nails. I mean, you just look at him, he's just proper hard, yeah. old-fashioned. But they know. love him. I mean, you know, because, you know, strangely for me, I did a bit of research before the old CFC UK blog and... I picked out the quote uh, that Frank Lampard said about him after the Europa Cup final, and he, and he said that, you know, exactly the same point, really, that he goes under the radar a bit, but not with us. He's a really, really we popular love guy him. in that dressing We love room. him. He's a yep. what a player yeah. that guy is. He's every, he seems to be everyone's mate in that dressing yeah, room. Yeah, he's, you know. And in fact, the other final point on it was that, I, you know, and I, I did, I came up with this, uh, this line, you know, particularly after the, the boot, blooded boot incident, you know, he, captain bleeder legend and I mean he, he could have just, I forgot that he's 30 I mean if he was like maybe four years younger you could see I, 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 he would be my choice for the next Chelsea captain not Fabregas as I think Mourinho naughtily mooted a few months ago that's who I would pick as my next uh, Chelsea captain I, it won't happen no, he's no, too old yeah. uh, but you know given that he was a few years younger I, I would have, ha have him in the team as the captain as a shot might not be very vocal that's but he, point, he, yeah. leads, he leads from the front on the pitch yeah, he's, and, and he's, he's bags and bags of character, and and, and we, he, he just there is it's a never say die thing, which I think we like to see in the Chelsea captain. We do, and and, and, I, and I love him for it. So thank you, Branner. I mean, he's uh, he's propelled us to another final meeting with the horrible Spurs uh, on March the first, and I hope, of course that will be a great uh, chance for revenge for. I mean, I know you lot out there are thinking 2008. I'm thinking 1967. I haven't forgotten that yet. <laughs> so there we go. And I think we should all say amen to that. Absolutely. Amen. Indeed. Yeah. Now, uh, after this little short break, uh, we're going to be coming back and we're going to be talking. I don't know. What are we going to be talking about? Ah, the uh, FA again and Jose's blackout. We've got a, a chap who actually <coughs> really does work for the media who's going to tell us what he thinks. We'll see you in a sec. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. 
Hello, I am Stanford Chidge, and uh, this is the Chelsea Football Fancast. And uh, we've had a good old natter about uh, the City game and Frank Lampard and uh, Liverpool and Costa and all of that malarkey. And this is kind of a really good way of, of pulling all that together. Uh, and I think a far more interesting chat than doing the fannies. I think yeah. we, we agree with this. Yeah, this is, this is proper football. It is proper football. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I know that for the last seven years, it's been my mantra to kick football out of football. <laughs> and I've been very successful in doing that with Chelsea Fancast, but I'm slowly, at my old age, beginning to learn the error of my ways and realise that actually you might actually like a bit of football chat. So there we go. And this is my last show for a while. I'll tell you more about that in the next part, but uh, enjoy it while it lasts, because you'll have Jonathan soon. That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, uh, on that very point, um, it would have been very remiss of me uh, in view of what's happened in the last week, Dan, and also because you're here not to talk about the media blackout. Now, uh, those of you who, who follow me on Twitter will know that I put a, a blog up on IB, IB Times today, which goes into the same thing, really, about whether there's a media witch hunt against Chelsea, blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you, for those of you who have not read that yet, I'll tell you what I think in a minute. But first of all, I'm going to pick on Dan. Sorry, first of all, I'm going to ask Dan <laughs> what he thinks. I mean, <coughs> the bottom line is most of the Chelsea supporters that I speak to, A, think there is an agenda, but more to the point, they think that Jose's media blackout is hilarious. Uh, is, it, is it funny or is it petty, Dan? As somebody's on the receiving end of it. It's both, really. I mean, you can see why he's doing it. It's probably, I mean, less than being funny. It's, it's, it's obviously done for a reason, you know, like almost everything Mourinho does. It's, it's, it's done to try and... It's, it's delivering tough love directly to the people he thinks uh, are guilty. Um, it is petty um, because, at the same time, it stops him from getting his message out. Um, you know, why would you, you stop talking? Um, I, I think, uh, au contraire, I think it's absolutely getting his message out. Well, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Um, but, of I think, course... I think the message he's giving is that. <laughs> Can you say that on the radio? No, but I didn't. <laughs> um, For those of you listening in black and white, the finger. The, the, the issue, of course, is that it, doesn't, it means that, 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 that there's empty space in the paper. The, 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 the back page doesn't go away. Right. No, it doesn't, because they go and make it up anyway. Yeah. Look at Matt Dickinson and Ian Herbert today. Well, this is what you get as a result. That's my point. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I think that, that, that there was something also brought up today by Oliver Kay, where, where basically, what did Chelsea need in the transfer window? And I think it, the answer was that they needed... Good manners, apparently. Something like that, yeah. Um, Good breeding, like you get at the Times, not... Um, I'm not sure it's the greatest media relations because I'm a PR as well as a journalist and, and with my PR hat on I'm saying I don't think it's great media relations. Uh, with a politician's hat on you can see why he's doing it because you know, he, this is how he gets what he wants. Okay, but before I, before I come back with a robust, uh, what was that bloke who had the funny dicky bow tie when we were young? Robin Day. Robin Day. Actually, Robin Day. Dan Silver. Uh, genius. Yeah. Before I get all Robin Day with Dan about it, he gets all John Knott and throws his mic away. I'm going to ask the boys who I think a little, I mean, because you, know, you and I are uh, a part of the same game, but yeah. slightly different positions in many respects. These two aren't, and I'd be absolutely yeah. curious to find out what they think before I come back with both barrels. I, mean, I, th <laughs> I think personally, when you have the sort of stuff that's been written today that's fairly baseless rubbish. It kind of perpetuates you know, the whole Mourinho, why he's backing out. He looks and thinks, well, we, I'm saying this. It's been, you know, comes out something completely different. Nobody else seems to be getting any criticism for, for their, you know, players' issues. But yet, look, we're not the cleanest club, but look at Arsenal, Man U, Van Gaal's getting an easy ride, 170 million. 
no one's criticising him. Do you think he's right to, to basically put a blackout and tell him to jog off, I, which is what I think I he's think doing? anything Jose would do, I mean, you know, he wants to take my wife out, I'd let him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be quite frank. There you go, Jose, if you're watching, and I know you watch this every week, Dan has just offered, and she's lovely, by the way, Dan's wife is absolutely delightful. Uh, Dan's offered an evening out with your wife because he loves you so much. I should explain the 433 with swords and pepper pots. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just think anything Jose does, he, he, as Dan said, he does for a reason, he's got his agenda. The, uh, the media love Jose, and I think deep down he probably loves them as well. I've seen various sort of sound bites when he goes, I wouldn't swap you for anybody. There is a very different, uh, I mean, you know, uh, before I get Andy in, I mean, you know, the relationship that, 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 that Ferguson had with most of the media was caustic. I don't think he liked them, and I don't think they really liked uh, him. Yeah. I think there's a lot of what's for show with Jose. But I think he has got some proper, decent relationships with a lot of the press. That they like him, and he actually likes them. And Dan has seen that side of it. Yeah. And you would, you would, I suspect, yeah, back that I, up. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy, Andy, what do you, what do you think of uh, what's going on? Do you First, think it's good I'm, or not, I'm not married, so um, <laughs> sorry, Jose. Nothing to, nothing to offer. <laughs> uh, no comment. Yeah, no, I mean, he's backed himself into a corner and say it's us versus them. Um, if he does do one on Friday for Saturday. There'll be a love in. They say his first words will be, "Have you missed me?" Yeah. Uh, you, you know what's coming, um, and the answer will probably be nine out of ten would have said, "Yes, we have missed you." And okay. the first line of question will be, "Why have you blacked out and why have you not spoken to us?" But you, you don't care as a I don't supporter. Care. It as doesn't a bother supporter, you, right? He, whatever he does, walk on water. Oh, I'll hold his hand. You don't whatever, care. I really no. don't care. I trust in Jose. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Remember seeing one of the journalists saying that Jose is. Um, show business. He is. He, he sells box papers. Office. Box office. That's yeah, yeah box office. Yeah. And, you this know. man says it every week. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's that's why I remembered it. Yeah, he's articulate. <laughs> he's bright. He, he plays the media so well. He plays him like a fiddle, mate. Yeah. He I does. No. All right. I mean, you know, my my um, you know, my my take on this is that uh, he's doing this absolutely for one reason and one reason alone and that he is building a besieged mentality. Yeah. Fortress Chelsea, he's drawn up the Stamford drawbridge. <laughs> See what I've done there. And, and he's repelling all borders. And he's, he's building a, a mentality in the team that it's absolutely us against the world. Everybody hates us, and we have to go and show them. And that's exactly why he's doing it. Which so I, I, think, I think, basically, the whole blackout is a route. I don't think yeah. there's any kind of... I don't think for one minute he believes that there's a real agenda or campaign against Chelsea. He's just spotted that as, oh, hello, thank you very much. They have played right into his hands. And that was the talent of my article. Um, before you come, just park that thought for a minute, because my other point is this. Because, you know, and I said this in the IB Times blog today, you know, everybody, but everybody has an agenda. You know, the new, you know, newspapers, TV, radio, it's not truth. It is opinion and interpretation, but it is not fact. It is not truth. Even the BBC News is opinion. It's not fact. It's and this is truth. basically what I was writing in my piece that you were talking about. Uh, about. Segway Thank you very much. There, Dan. <laughs> Cheers. But Dan and Chidge, we write stuff for the show. <laughs> Are we going to name this? <laughs> um, that uh, basically, uh, the, the, the tenor of the article was that the Premier League wants to be the biggest league in the world, that football now is no longer really about football. Football is sadly about show business. And the Premier League is basically pitching to be Hollywood. Um, and all of this... Bollywood, more like. Well, the, all of this is a, a tail-chasing you know thing. Means. A tail-chasing thing <laughs> to try and get yeah. more and more coverage. Good or bad. It's just about making this more and more Actually bloated. good, Dan. It, it's, it's, it's PR gloss of the worst type because it's... it's, it's 
they only want to show what they <coughs> can control, and they only want to show uh, the kind of like uh, flake advert style of it, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Not that bit of it, Dan. Uh, you know, it, it's, everything has to look nice and be wonderful and idealised. Yeah. Um, you've, you've segued straight into the story I wanted to tell you, which I've been promising you all week after. I mean, by the way, Dan, Dan did write an absolutely superb uh, piece on Sports Lobster, which goes into what are the real reasons behind the FA's ban of Costa and why they collude, which I believe they do, with Sky. You know, because Sky are the most powerful people uh, in the media in football. They effectively pay for the game in this country, as Martin actually rightly said. Yeah. Um, so what Sky want goes. Apart from, Dan, if you're making a television programme. Now, I made a, I made a television programme a number of years ago for ESPN Classic, believe it or not. And uh, it was called the fifth, what was it called? It's so brilliant, I can't even remember what it was called. But the 50 greatest, uh, the 50 greatest sports when we love to love and the 50 greatest sports when we love to hate. So in the hate category, I had lots of great people like, um, um, uh, God blimey, Lee, uh, Robbie Savage, Ben Thatcher for the elbow, uh, the fight between um, Lee, who was Bowyer, Lee Kieran Bowyer Dyer. and Kieran Dyer. I had all of these great moments, which we all love as supporters. I was not allowed to get any footage from it at all. I got a letter from the, uh, yeah, I hope you're bloody listening. I got a letter from the FA saying that I was not allowed to put anything that might be detrimental to or show the FA or football in a bad light. I was well, verboten for putting it in. In spite of the fact these moments had happened, we had seen yeah. them on TV on the whole. You know, but no, it's like, it's, it's, it was like something out of Stalinism. As, as you know, the, the Cantona Kung Fu kick never happened because no, you're never allowed, out of history. never allowed to see the footage of it and nobody will ever see it no. again. I had that in there. I wasn't allowed to show that. Yeah. But I mean, the Ben Thatcher elbow, Pedro Mendes lying on the floor half dead, not, not allowed to show any of that. Uh, none, of the, none of the Lee Bowyer, Kieran yeah. Dyer. So many incidences like that that I was desperate to want to have. I wasn't allowed to have the footage or show it. Mm. And I had a letter from the FA banning me from doing so. Mm. So, you know, that's what we're dealing with here, people. So when we talk about agendas, there is clearly an agenda. Yeah. What I would argue is I don't actually really believe that there was an agenda against Chelsea. I just believe that uh, when, I, you know, for example, when you write a newspaper piece or you write or you make a television programme, it's impossible to be neutral and impartial if you have an allegiance. If you really love football and you have a team, it's impossible for that to be irrelevant and to be parked. I really do genuinely believe that. Well, and, and, and hang on a minute. If you don't have a team then you are still going to be influenced by the media that you consume. Mm. And when you see all of the, in the media all the time, like the, the, the day after the Liverpool game, every single back page had something derogatory about Diego Costa, you will be influenced by that because it's inhuman not to be. Well, We're not bloody, you know, Spock. You know, you will be influenced by that. And then that will help to set your agenda. Every front page in the land has some sort of political bent, so it seems ridiculous to suggest it hasn't made its way to the back pages Absolutely. as well. Um, can I just address something... On the um, on the Mourinho uh, uh, shutout, the, the, the yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, the blackout, if you like. One of the most frequent things I say is, "Well, we've got a song about it for Chelsea, haven't we? F them all, basically. Mm, yeah. why, why, why on earth should we speak to the press?" And all I'm saying to that is, here's a reminder: we took that line when Ken Bates was in charge of this club, and it didn't really work because Chelsea became the most hated. 
uh, club of almost every paper in the country. Not recover from that, arguably. <sighs> that's a very good point. I mean, I was going to actually, do you know what, to, to, to put that around the other way, Dan, and I, I think that's an excellent point. I, I was going to actually ask you, what do you think the impact of this will be? Will it be good or bad? But actually, just, just to, to track back a sec, um, I think that's a very interesting point about Bates and, and, the, and the negative tone he set with the press then. But we were talking about this, I think, in the last part or in the break or whatever, but, you know, when I grew up in, you know, uh, uh, Chelsea in the 80s, were hated because we were seen as the chief offenders of the hooligan club. Yeah. You know, that was the reputation that we had. And I just wonder if that, and I mean, you know, that, that broke out of the back pages and that was on the front pages yeah. a lot. And I wonder if that helped to set uh, a fairly negative agenda against Chelsea and their supporters at that time, and it's just maybe carried on from there. I'm sure that was a major part of it, certainly. But but you can't win an argument. And a lot of people will say, well, in that case, well, why do we even need to have the media on the side? Well, it's a fact in the modern game. You know, this is a media age. Football is now football almost. Uh, when, when we play a game in the in the um, in the FA Cup or the League Cup, and it's not on television, my timeline on Twitter is full of people going. This can't be right. This game isn't happening because it's not on the television. And so football almost exists on television now. And I know that's painful for everyone who pays their hard-earned money and goes to the game and sings their heart out. But that's the fact. Mm -hmm. you know, and you need the media on side these days. No, I don't know if you um, need them on side, Dan. I, I would argue. You need to have the relationship. You have to have a relationship. Yeah. You know. I, 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 for, for, sorry, Dan, yes, but I, I'll let you in a second. But yeah. you know, for, for me, it's very, very simple. You know, I, I see hundreds, thousands of Chelsea supporters... The, you know, these boys, I watch what they, they write on Twitter and they get very, very steamed up by what the media says about us and Chelsea. My, my only advice would be just don't take any of it seriously. It's, it's as fairy tale ladybird book as you can get. You know, it is not, it, 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 it's, there's also a kind of a, a non-reality to it. Mm -hmm. It's basically some bloke's opinion, some bloke's interpretation, which will inevitably be different from yours because you're sitting on the other side of the fence yeah. to them. Yeah. But you, you, my point is you can't have both sides of the argument. You cannot say... F them all, and at the same time, no, oh my God, I picked up the paper and they're saying nasty things about us because one follows the other. I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I agree entirely with that, yeah. Dan. I mean, you know, does Mourinho really have to care about the reaction that he gets in the media? Yeah, yeah, he does. Really? Why? Yeah, well, I mean, just because it's about, there's a whole, communications within football is, is, is there's so many different strands to it and there's so many different audiences that you speak to. And obviously, the punters are the ones who are reading it. You know, you, you, people seem to think it, that by sticking two fingers up to the press, you're sticking it just up to the papers. You're not. You're sticking up to the people who read the papers who aren't now seeing what's happening. We, we asked earlier on, do we know is Fabregas fit for the weekend? Well, we don't. Because we'll we find out on Saturday. Well, exactly. Yeah. But we don't. We want to know the answer to that. But because Mourinho isn't telling the newspapers and the newspapers aren't telling us, we don't know. Because the whole landscape of media has changed over the years with the internet, Twitter, everything else. Yeah. Do Chelsea need the media? Because Chelsea will still function with or without a positive press or a negative press. Yes, we need the money from Sky. I think we'd be forced to think otherwise. Because Sky are the media. No, but I'm, I'm talking yeah. about the media ban. I mean, if, you know, they, they are Chelsea in the Premier League, therefore they're contracted to be paid the money, I assume. Well, if well Chelsea, Ch Chelsea are required conference. to fulfil certain media obligations, yeah. including press conference pre-match and post-match yeah. and things like that. They but offered to put Steve Holland up, apparently. No, they didn't. No, apparently I heard they did. Well, I heard, well, you were there, yeah. so I, I, I bow to your yeah. the fact that you were there. But I, I did hear in some of the press that Steve Holland was offered up and they, and they weren't interested in, yeah. in hearing from him. Get, what I heard at half-time in, in the uh, Man City game was that nobody, not even Steve Holland, was being put yeah. up. I'm going off at a tangent. 
in America, they just had the Super Bowl, and one of the big guys there, they've all got to do a certain amount of media time, and they've got to do three minutes. So he went and said, right, three minutes, I'm not saying anything. He sat there, honoured his commitments of being there for three minutes, still got his fee, and that was it because he didn't like the press he was getting. He's quite one of the big players for one of the teams. He uh, sat you know for three what? minutes I, I think what they, should, what they should do on Friday, sorry, Dan, uh, but there, there were these great things that you can buy in the megastore at the moment, Andy, which is like a, a, a life-size kind of cardboard oh, cut-out. Cut yeah. 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 If I was Steve Atkins, and Steve, I know you watch this show, at least I hope you still do, uh, if I was you, Steve, I would put that up next to you at the Cobham on Friday because I, for one, would laugh my head off. I think Jesse will come back to the media when he wants to. When he's got a message, he'll come back. Oh, he'll be back this yeah. Friday. I've, I put money on it. Yeah? Yeah, think so? I, I don't think he can bear being away from us. Well, he loves he, it. He yeah. loves the attention. It's all about his ego, isn't it? The yeah. ego of Jesse. Just, just a kind of a slightly, you know, left-field tangent, Dan. I mean, you know, to, to com compare and contrast when one's looking at the agenda, which we kind of are, you know, as I said earlier on, you know, uh, Ferguson was far more horrible to the press than Mourinho has ever been. I mean, he would single, he would bully journalists. He would pick single ones out and they would be banned from Carrington and that was it. Loads and loads of journalists. Right? How many is Mourinho banned? None. None. That's my point. You know, Ferguson's been far worse to the press, far more horrible to them and banned them, singled out, bullied them. And yet you don't get the negative, you never got the negative uh, press that, uh, I mean, I don't think that Ferguson got the negative press that Mourinho seems to get. Why is that? Um, I think that there seemed to be an awful lot of reverence for, for Ferguson. Uh, I think a lot of it was um, allied to the fact, of course, he'd been knighted for something that other managers have done since, and I don't really understand that. Um, and that also, just because he had this sort of figurehead position as the Don mm -hmm. in the Premier League, he was the daddy of everyone. You know, he'd been around in longevity. He almost, I mean, he almost, he was basically running United, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't just a team manager. He was in charge of the entire club. Um, and Mourinho doesn't have that clout yet. And also, Fergie got away without speaking to BBC for eight, yeah. nine years. He didn't, he didn't speak yeah, to BBC for... Yeah, I mean, for this, this is what I'm saying. I mean, it seems to be unfair to me, Andy. Would you, would you agree? I mean, it could be ironic that we could get fined for not f doing the two press conferences, for not saying something, yeah. after yeah. being fined for everything that he does say. So it's quite ironic. Yeah. I was speaking to someone at the club, and they were saying just that they're waiting to be fined for, for not turning up for the two press conferences would, would be so ironic. Does it seem unfair? Jazz will be back, like Dan says, he loves them and they do love him. Yeah. Um, but this is like you say, it's, making, it's just making a change. It's us versus them. Yeah. Let's build up that mentality and we'll come out fighting. Well, it worked on Saturday. It did. Look at that result. I mean, that was yeah. a great back to the wall. You know, we, yeah. we shall not be beaten. Uh, 100%. Mourinho's mouth has cost him £51,000 since he's been back at Chelsea. It's all right, Dave that, will be out with a bucket soon. Yeah. <laughs> In that time, he's earned something like 12 and three quarter million pounds from the club. Yeah. It's, it's, not even, it's not even a case of Petrus 82, yeah. as I said in my opinion. Not my even a case of... We've got to, we got to go oh, to a sorry. break off. Okay. But we might, we, I mean, we might well pick this up in the next part. I mean, what I, what I would say to draw a line under it is that, I, I, you know, I, I, as a Chelsea supporter, I don't care if, if anybody likes us or not. I mean, I really don't. I don't support Chelsea to be liked by everybody. I really don't care. So I'm with you on this, Jose. No one likes us. We, we don't, don't care. care. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will be back for our final part in a few nanoseconds and uh, there'll be a little bit of Chelsea Chatter stats and uh, an answer to an email and maybe you lot out there on Mixler if you've got any questions for Dan, Dan and Andy then far away. We'll see you in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea!
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Football Fancast, and this is the final part of the show, and also my last part of the show uh, for about a month. I'm going away for a month. I won't be back until March. So if you love me, then, you know, enjoy the next 15 minutes. If you hate me, then spend the entire 15 minutes cheering and running around the room with your jumper over your head. Uh, that's what I would do. Anyway, I've got Dan, the lovely Dan Levine with me. I've got the fantastic Andy Silverman and my benefactor sponsor <laughs> and my bestest mate at the football now, Dan, uh, Dan Silver. There you go. So, wonder why. Wonder why. <laughs> I'm cheap, mate. Just get me a ticket for a game, buy me a pint. I'm anybody's Andy. You know this. He's got a wife on offer and all now. He has. <laughs> maybe he's going to swap uh, Julie for me. I mean, maybe it could be a marriage made in heaven. I guess more away games. Good man. <laughs> Great response. Now, uh, at this particular juncture, we usually have the beautiful Sophie Rose or the even more beautiful Jonathan Kidd to read a bit of Chelsea Chatter stats, but neither of them here are here tonight, so that means I'm afraid you're going to have to put up with my horrible voice for a, a quite a while. But uh, after this beautiful little Chelsea Chatter sting, uh, we will have some Chelsea Chatter stats. <laughs> Chelsea had so much history. Right, I shall be reading this in the voice of Stanford Chidge, not Sophie <laughs> Rose or Jonathan Kidd or any other, or what was his Rex from Toy Story? I don't know. Anyway, so Chelsea Chatter stats this week are, they are short but they are very, very sweet. They are, the Blues have maintained their record of scoring in all 11 home league games this season. The greatest run stands at 38 games set in the 2006-07 season, when I would imagine Mourinho was still there. Chelsea are now, and this is a stat that I love, I think Chab was thinking of me particularly when he wrote this, but Chelsea are now unbeaten in their last seven games against Liverpool, a new club record. Uh, Branislav Ivanovic becomes the fifth overseas player to make 300 appearances for Chelsea, mm -hmm. underline my point earlier on that he's been there a long time and we underrate him. And the stat of the week, this is a cracker too. Chelsea have now reached their 14th final in the Roman Abramovich era. How about that? That's a stat. That's a cracker. That's a stat. Stat. Yeah, that's a what a stat! Absolutely love that. I mean, there weren't many, but they were quality. Well, I love that one about the Scousers, of course. Yeah. Brilliant, Seven. isn't it? Making history, not reliving it. Making history, not reliving it. 14 finals. 14 finals. We've been to about 30 semi finals. <laughs> Not in the Roman era, but we've, that, that was something like our 30th. Must have been 20. to all of them. I know. Mm. It, it is I'm astonishing when you think. Just, that. just missed yeah, Moscow out of all of them. No one looked into Moscow. Yeah, I missed the Moscow final. Yeah. And I missed Amsterdam because I didn't have any money. Yeah. But I've been to nearly every semi-final. That's, that's the yeah. point. Anyway, uh, wow. enough of that. Uh, right, Chelsea Chatter, of course. And, well, if you want more stats and more Chelsea history rather than, uh, uh, what was it? Well, we said making it, not reliving it. Chad, Chad is writing it, not rewriting it, I don't know. Anyway, so if you want any more of that, you go to www.chelseachadder.com and you can follow him on Twitter, at Chelsea Chadder. So there we go. Now, um, again, you know, we normally have this thing called Sophie's Choice where she uh, reads out an email or two from the punters what I've sent them in. But she's not here, but, so that'd be me. I, I might pick on one of the boys, we'll see. Uh, anyway, as is my last show, and you're not going to hear from me for ages, I'm going to probably do it myself. But anyway, it'll be done after this bongo playing sting.
Right, there we go. Uh, I am not Sophie. You'll be delighted to know or not delighted to know. I'm not too sure. But anyway, at this time of the evening, we have a nice little plug for the things that I love most in this world other than Chelsea. And the first one, of course, is the Chelsea Supporters Trust. So what you should jolly well go and do right now is go and join the Trust. And if you do that, it will enable you to get your voice heard by the club. All you have to do is to pay five pounds. Five! Five pounds! Five English pounds! And that means you can become a voting member, uh, which means, amazingly enough, that you can vote in all the important uh, meetings and the AGM and things like that and other motions that we have. Uh, if you can't afford a fiver, I can understand that. I'm skint. Uh, but it doesn't matter. You can still become a member because you can join up as a non-voting member. All that will mean is that you can't vote. You've guessed it. The clue is always in the question. But it, it really is good. I mean, the Chelsea Fancast are massive supporters of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. I am on the board, as is Ross, as is Pablo. So we're, we're very well involved, and we think it does a great thing. Um, if you become a member, you can turn up to the meetings. You can come to various events that we have. And as I said, you can vote on all the big issues that hopefully will have something to do with you. And uh, we'll get those to the club for you and hopefully get things changed and improved where we deem necessary. Um, also, every home match day, there's a CST presence. One of us, me, Pablo, Ross, Tim Rolls, Cliff Org, you name it, are usually hanging around the CFC UK stall to answer any questions you have or any kind of Chelsea Supporters Trust type issues. So don't forget to do that. Now, itchy nose, blimey. Talking of the Chelsea Supporters Trust, uh, of course, uh, and the CFC UK stall can mean only one thing. Go and buy CFC UK. It's very, very simple. Uh, Dave's always at the stall uh, on a Saturday home match, and of course he's always at the away games too, where you will f hear the immortal cry, Hurry up, up, it's only a pound! <laughs> There you go. So make sure you stroll over there. It really is a fan. I mean, fan things are brilliant. We, we talked about this uh, on the show the other week, but uh, they're dying out, sadly. The red issue's now gone, which is a great shame. And they really are very much part of football culture. And I'm really honoured and privileged that I've been able to write for it for about five or six years now. So there you go. Um, if you can't get it uh, in, 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 in the flesh, as it were, by seeing us on the stall, you can, of course, get it digitally. And all you have to do is to go to cfcuk.net and then you can subscribe and download the whole darn lot and if you live in uh, north america uh, i.e usa and canada then you can also get them physically uh, through colonialdistributions.com so how about that go and get it hurry up now um i've got the world's longest email here before you go into that, can I just ch chuck another one into that list of important things that people yes, spend their money on? Dad, I went to the can. Chelsea Pitch Owners Annual oh, General Meeting the other day, and there was a lot of talk there about how more shareholders are needed. For £100, you can own a share, an actual piece of Stamford Bridge. You can be the landlord of Chelsea Football Club. It's really important in the future of the club, and you can now buy them in instalments if you can't afford 100 quid really? all up front. Yeah. That's a new so, thing. So if you Google Chelsea Pitch Owners, you'll find it all on the Chelsea Pitch Owners site. Talk, I'll tell you what, Dan, change of plan, because it's, I'm, Hassan, I'm really sorry, mate, it's a hugely long email, and I, and I just, do you know what, I just don't think I can, I just don't think I can read it all out. I'll, if we get time, I'll try, but actually, we should talk about the CPO. I okay. mean, you were at the meeting on Friday, yes, can you yeah. tell me all about the meeting? Uh, yeah, it was a good meeting, it wasn't anything headline-grabbing, it was quite harmonious, which is quite unusual for Chelsea pitch owners meetings. Has, has a bit of a reputation for a bit of aggro. Yeah. They're, they're if you like a lot of aggro with the meetings, join CPO. I think a lot of people have decided there's, there's been controversy in the past and we've put all that behind us. Um, and now is a very interesting time because, of course, Roman Abramovich is doing this study into the future of Stamford Bridge and of the local area and um, whether it's possible to you know, improve both to, to accommodate a bigger ground at, at Chelsea. 
Um, and there was a lot of talk about that. We don't really know what the plans involve yet because the, 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 the club has, hasn't told anyone. But they have consulted 120 different local stakeholders, they, as they call it in the business. That means you know, uh, people like their landlords, CPO, other businesses, about what that area of London is going to look like if they re redo the ground. And there is going to be a lot of work if, if Chelsea do go for a 60,000, 55,000 capacity ground at Stamford Bridge. The whole area is going to go look very, very different um, because as good neighbours, they're going to have to put money into revitalising what was described as perhaps not the prettiest stretch of Fulham Road. I don't think that's unfair. So it's, it's really beautiful to me, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. uh, so it's a really interesting time and a very important time, I think. And if anyone wants a voice, the only way to do it is to buy a share in Chelsea Pitch Owners. Um, so the, the, the feasibility study yeah. was mentioned, was it? It was mentioned. There wasn't a lot said about it. Because it's not finished yet. Because it's not finished. Uh, people I know were expecting it late. Or, November. Well, September was the first really? thing I heard, yeah. Um, and it's been put off and put off and put off. But that's because I think there's a lot of proper consultation gone into it. It's a big bit of work. Um, so we're really now just hanging on to find out what Mr Abramovich's uh, investigation finds out. Mm. I mean, one thing that really comes out of that, I mean, you know, as everybody remembers, you boys particularly, you know, the, the, the whole fracas with CPO a few years ago was because the club were trying to basically land grab. You know, they were going to try and buy all the shares up so that they could do what they wanted with the ground, which meant potentially sell it to somebody else so that they could move. Mm. And a lot of the supporters in the club within and outside of the CPA membership were very dead set against that. And the club now seemed to have come round to a, another view, which is actually, do you know what, it might well be better staying at Stamford Bridge, even if we have to redevelop the whole thing. Well, I, th I think a lot of that is due to necessity, because you know, a few years ago there was talk about other sites, there was talk about Battersea, and that's not going to happen now, because no. it's something else. There was talk about Earl's Court, that's no. not going to happen now, because it's something else. And what else is there in the local area? You know, Wormwood Scrubs. Well, QPR have got their eye on, on that Good. sort of neck of the woods. Because so, we don't want to go there. So I think Chelsea... Well, not, not deliberately, anyway. Chelsea realise unless you go a long, long way <laughs> away, and I don't think there's an appetite to do that, then going to have to find a way to make Stafford Bridge work. Um, so what other things came out of the CPA meeting? Any, anything else of interest? Um, I, is membership growing? Membership is growing. Um, yeah. I think uh, there's, uh, there's a mandate to sell a th up to 1,000 shares a year. I think there are about 500 sold in the last year. That's not bad. So, uh, and they, they are selling very, very well. The number of shares sold in the last few years is far, far higher than it was before all this blew up. Um, and it's really good to see people getting involved. One of the big things that came through was if shares have been missold in the past, the only way to, to um, tackle that is to dilute supposedly yeah. dodgy shares yeah. by getting people who really care yeah. in to buy a share. So I'd urge everyone who really cares about the future of Chelsea to buy a share in Chelsea. Well, on a related note, and actually, I mean, you know, he's right. I mean, anybody can buy a share. I mean, if you're, if you're in England or, or Australia, America, Ulaanbaatar, it doesn't matter. And on that note, there's a lovely uh, thing that I saw. Jonathan Sharp, who uh, gets involved with Chelsea in America and is on their podcast quite a lot, um, he won a, a print that, that was up for grabs, I think, in a competition that we held. And he sent me a photograph of it and put it on his wall. Next to that was his framed CPO share. That's great. Um, and That's how I, it should be. There was a little bit of fear among some people there. You know, if we push out mem you know, shareholding, if we get people from other places, from overseas, then maybe they don't understand what we understand. Maybe they're not as committed as we are. And I, I see the debates that people have about this. People are fantastically well-informed in America, in, in India, in Indonesia, all over the place. I get so much interesting comment from places like Nigeria. People understand the issues. They and do. It'd be great to see 
see people who really care about Chelsea getting involved. It doesn't matter where you come from as long as you get it. Exactly. Right. That's always yeah. been the point. Uh, and on, on that point, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Hassan, I, I would have loved to have read your email out. It was very, very long. I know we covered the points in the body of what we were talking about, but I completely forgot about the CPO meeting. Dan was there, and I just think it was well worth talking mm -hmm. about. So thank you for that, Dan. Right, we are on the home straight. Uh, now, make sure, of course, for certainly the next few weeks, because I'm not here, so make sure you send in some good stories and photos and emails to the show by emailing, there you go, chelseafancast at gmail.com, and then the lovely Sophie will read them out on the show and the boys will have a bit of discussion about it. Now, that, I am afraid, is all we've got time for this week. Uh, we will be back, well, I say we, the Chelsea Fancast will be back next Monday and it will be looking back at the Aston Villa game. And of course you'll be in the capable hands of Jonathan Kidd and the lovely Sophie Rose. I can't remember who else is on but I suspect it's probably Charlie and Mart next so. week. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Skillen from Charlie, Charlie Skillen, Charlie Skillen on the mail and Dr. Mart, they'll be back I think next week. And as I said, this is my last show for a little while. I'm having a bit of a sabbatical. I'm having a month off because I've got lots of other stuff to do in my day job. So uh, I'm having a bit of a break. And uh, as I said, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Jonathan and Sophie et al. So while I'm away, I want you to behave yourselves. Keep listening and watching, going to Mixler. And of course, be very gentle with Jonathan and Sophie. Now, don't forget, sh uh, follow the show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast. And, of course, make sure you check out all the great blogs on the website, uh, chelseafancast.com. And, of course, that is where you can find out all of the information on how to download, get this show, and all the rest of it. And, of course, don't forget to join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash chelseafancast. And, finally, I'm still doing my IB Times blogs. That was one out today, as you know, on the media agenda. And you can uh, basically keep, keep a lookout. They're usually out on a Monday, but follow them at IB Times UK Sport. And, of course, the CFC UK fanzine once a month. Right. Many thanks to Dan Levine. It's a pleasure, as always. Love to see you too. Andy Silverman. Thank you for having me. And last but not least, by no means, the lovely Dan Silver. Good to hear. Thank you Give it much. up for these boys. They've been brilliant. I've loved sharing my last show for a while with them. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.